<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the reality interview with the real reality or whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm your host, Pharaoh. We are joined by one of the hosts, Lee. Lee, how you doing? Girl, I know you're doing a lot because it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I feel a lot of things at once. I'm annoyed by people while Everything also simultaneously being bitch. very entertained. Like, this is honestly one of the, I don't know, this is a pretty good first week. This, this is, is the pretty most good first week. We, we I feel don't like see, we've watched 10 we weeks person. of Big Brother in one week. No, it feels like we're 10 weeks in. Literally. Literally. Like, literally. we've been watching for 10 weeks. The amount of info. Girl, the amount of conversations like I haven't seen this many people like involved in the game at one time. I feel like this early ever, ever. Like it's we seventeen people, and all seventeen are playing. Bitch, doesn't matter the, the, how old you are, how young you are, the how little you know bitch, the game. You're in how the much game. You know the game. You're in the game. Literally, I mean, the the last person out was like Luke, and now he's joined it. Now he's in. Bitch, it's a lot going on, so stick tight. If you don't know what's going on, we are here today to tell you. First of all, thank you for being here for our BBT's Big Brother Tuesdays, Bad Bitch Tuesdays, Boss Bitch Tuesdays. Period. Big Butt Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> we are also here for Bad Bitch Thursdays, Big Brother Thursdays. So be tuned every Tuesday and Thursday at T Reality Kingdom at the Reality Kingdom. Because we will be serving you Big Brother content every Tuesday, every Thursday, every, all and, then, and then occasionally, and then we're giving you occasionally recaps, recaps. Mm -hmm. not so daily, occasionally, occasionally. Tuesdays, Tuesdays is where it's at because we recap the entire week of live feeds on Tuesdays, and then we get into the player ratings on Tuesdays. So if you don't watch any of the occasionally recaps, this is the recap you need to watch because you're getting the entire week recapped tonight, bitch. So stay tuned. If you haven't subscribed yet, girl, go subscribe. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Nothing to wait for. Go subscribe. Go follow us on Twitter or whatever. A T. Reality Kingdom. Follow us everywhere. A T. Reality Kingdom. Tell your friends and like, bitch. We get into it now, y'all. Like we said, it's a lot going. It's on. a lot going on. So this is a crazy week. Okay. I'm gonna immediately pull these pictures up. We have no time. You need to see them, bitch. So this is the cast. You you can think of them. In these sections, or you could just think of them as individuals right now because baby, we gonna move some people around because yeah. people have moved around. But um, starting off, just look at the people, just look at the people, y'all, so you know the names. Because when we got in the house, we had the 17 of them in the house because Sari walked in on day one. Mm -hmm. There was no HOH, but there was four nominees. Mm -hmm. It was Jarrett, Kirsten, Felicia, and Corey. They were the four nominees. And that Ooh. was part of the scramble verse twist. Which I mean, I'm I mean, I mean that being I just hate when like they do weird shit with the nominations or the HOA. It's like the fact that it was a nomination competition, four people got nominated. Three of the four were black. I'm pissed about it still. No shade. It was a lot. And Kirsten, the baddest bitch in the house is going home first because of it. So I am kind of mad. I am because kind of that and other things. And then this, my thing is though, quickly, this is the scramble verse. So she better not be going out of this game. They better scramble her ass right, right to HOH. Right to suck back in. Whether it's the Nether regions, because scramble is upside down. Ass, so maybe upside down means 
eviction means we're voting for HOH because we're right. scrambling shit up. If you've seen the scramble room. Or I did say, like, they, that's saying they're trying to vote out Kirsten unanimously. Now, what if that vote switch and Miss Felicia walk out? Unanimously. I mean, I like yeah. that scramble. No shade. I like Miss Felicia, but I like Kirsten more. <laughs> uh, so those are the four nominees going into the house when the feeds pop on we see a fake alliance real alliance we see a group being formed mm-hmm. it's with Kirsten, Jared, Riley, Matt and Luke mm-hmm. you would think it wouldn't matter but apparently but it matters a lot so they formed this group um, boom put a pin in that honestly we can skip later on Jared and Kirsten have a conversation Jared and Kirsten have a conversation, and in this conversation, it's giving real. Kirsten says, This is the most last conversation I've had. It it's felt real. We see each other. We're good. good. We're good. We see each other. I thought it was giving that. It was it. We see each other. We're good. Jared didn't, Jared didn't see anything. No. He actually we saw bad. red. <laughs> <laughs> Jared didn't see anything. So, what happened was, after that conversation, a little later in the night, Jared and his mama, Sari, had a conversation. And basically, she was talking about how maybe the Blacks is good. Mm-hmm. And she was listening to Blacks. She didn't say the Blacks is good. She said, you know, me, Felicia, Mimi, and Kirsten. And Jared said, and Kirsten? And she said, of course. Yeah. And he said, of course not. <laughs> he said, I, and then we see it. We, see it. we saw it, like, if you watched Bass Sunday episode, like, um, that that's basically how it happened. Like, after his conversation yeah. with Kirsten, I don't know what was um, necessarily said in that combo to make him distrust whatever she was doing. I, I just like to me, it felt like, well, she was definitely keeping it real with him about who she, what, like what she wanted that alliance for. Like, and I, I, I just didn't get why he felt like he had to distrust her in that moment. Um, but he basically let Sari and Felicia know that. She's not someone to be trusted, and they and then he broke it down to them basically like she created the Phalanx Five, and she's also doing this with you guys. Mm-hmm. So clearly, she's playing both sides. Um, and that's where it kind of just goes from there. Now, mind you, he and Felicia are nominated, um, so they definitely take this into further conversations to just basically paint the target hugely on Kirsten. Red bitch. So. <laughs> I have a question, Lee, because a lot of the fans, you know, Kirsten was doing a lot. She yes. was making three, four, five alliances. She was going around. <laughs> so a lot of the fans are like, I mean, you can't really be mad at Jared and Felicia. They're on the blog. What's your take? I just feel like honestly, it's a lot. Like, like one like starting off, like a lot of people are comparing it to like Taylor. And I feel like I definitely see a lot of those comparisons. Like, I don't think that she is being like Taylor, she was ostracized socially and she was ostracized in a game way. And every time they spoke about her, it was very nasty personal attacks. Now they are saying weird things here and there, but I don't feel like it was as consistent, but I do think there's a lot of similarities in the situation. And honestly, just to, flat out say it like me as a black person if i was talking to kirsten there's not a chance that i ever would have tried to put a target on her in the way jared went and did like and i understand like not all black people are monoliths not everyone thinks the exact same but i think that's where the disconnect comes from a lot of black people watching the show we're like what's the reason for him to 
not trust what Kirsten was doing. Like I wouldn't, if it was me, I wouldn't have gave a damn what Kirsten was doing. I don't care what she's telling the who, who she's saying to what, as mm-hmm. long as she's loyal to the Brown, she can do what the fuck she wants. So it was just weird to see how in this situation and then comparable to Taylor, Monty in the same way, we're like, well, we're not going to trust what you're saying off face value. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just went from there. And that's you you can have the right to do so, but it just goes back to, I think the disconnect is like some black people feel like, well, you should have just trusted her off the strength off that. Like, yeah. and if you don't see that, then you just don't see that. If you're black and you don't see that, then you just don't see that. That's fine. But mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where the disconnect is. It doesn't matter what Kirsten was doing because to me, because what she was doing was in the circle of Jared, Kirsten, uh, uh, Jet was Jared herself, Sari, Felicia. Um, mm-hmm. When it got to Izzy, like she went firstly to Felicia and Sari and them, and they encouraged it. Like they were like, no, we should not trust her. No, we cannot work with her. And then after that, every conversation that Jared was in, um, Felicia was in, and then Izzy later on in the week was dragging um, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. And then the eventual HOH Riley, I mean, she even said that. She didn't hear about any of it until Felicia came and told her about it. So, mm-hmm. and, and Matt didn't know. Jag was not aware. A lot of people was not aware of what she was doing until it was pushed by Felicia and Jared and then later in the week, Izzy. So I yes. just feel like that's where it sucks because in a similar situation to Taylor, once again, you have a situation where all of the other Black people in the game are still choosing to work together. That's why I think I'm also kind of like, I feel weird about it because it's like, well, we're excluding uh, Kirsten, but we can give that um, olive branch to every other black person in the game. Like at the end of the day, uh, McComb, Jared, Felicia, and Suri are all working together in a tight alliance called the Brown Sugar Babies, and they're loyal to each other because they're all black. So why the fuck is Kirsten not involved in that? You know, it's just like it just it makes me icky, and it's just. Like I said, personally, as a black person, I would not have done that. I would not have went out of my way to paint a target on this girl's back. Someone yeah. saying Hassam also pushed Kirsten, but at the by the time by the time Hassam got to talking shit about Kirsten, Riley was already putting her up because of the Felicia conversation. And here's my That's thing. why I think the main thing is like if like and I've been on these, I've been planted on these feeds. It started whether y'all want to admit it or not. It started with Felicia and Jared. It did point blank. Period. And like I said, the HOH herself said the information came from Riley. I agree. Izzy and Hassan had also been talking shit because a lot of people felt like, well, why in the edit did they not show Hassan or Izzy? I don't think, from my perspective, watching Hassan and Izzy were the reason why she got nominated. It was Jared and Felicia. Period. And it does suck because they all could have came together like they wanted to at first and just put the target on Corey. Someone they were already not trusting, someone they already believed had a target on his back. So I just think, like I said, it's weird to me while watching a little bit. And it sucks to see because at the end of the day, whether you want to compare it to Taylor or not, we don't like seeing a black woman ostracized in this game. This is a microcosm of the real world. Black women, we already realize, are on the bottom of society. So I don't care if there's eight black women casted in one season. Seeing one get ostracized and pushed out of the game without being heard, it is always going to suck to see. And sadly, it's happening again. Yeah. And my thing with the Hassam and Izzy of it all, I mean, me, I'm black. I don't care about what Hassam and Izzy are doing. In my mind, first of all, it felt like Lee said, Jared and Felicia were the ones who pushed it the most. Riley said out of her mouth, this was the reason. So we already know that they were pushing it the most. They were pushing it first. But secondly, for me, I don't give a fuck about 
you know, the, the people who aren't black doing it. I don't expect them to protect Kirsten. Um, me personally, this is me personally as Pharaoh. Y'all can do what y'all want. I expect black people to go on the game and protect each other. When they don't, I feel some type of way about it. That's cool. I can feel some type of way about it. They don't have to protect them. Jared doesn't have to protect Kirsten. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's a man, mm. period. But me, I'm going to feel some type of way about it. And I think it's valid for Black people to feel some type of way about it sometimes. And I just think that's the issue that at least I had with it initially is that I was, first of all, he didn't, I didn't feel like he needed to push Kirsten. And I made a tweet about it. I was like, the way Sari and, and Felicia and Jared are so worried about Kirsten is going to fuck up the situation where they could have gotten Corey out of the game when they eventually come around to it. And we see what happens is that all of this pushing Kirsten leads to her being the target when Corey could have easily been the target. And initially, Riley wanted to save Kirsten and save Jared or save Felicia and save Jared at least. And then it ended up her coming around to, you know what, I'm just going to save Corey because y'all were so focused on not pushing Corey at all. And y'all were saying all this other thing. So I just feel like it ended up leading to Kirsten going home because they were so focused on, you know, saying negative things and pushing her name. They could have been pushing the one person on the block who they they didn't trust at the moment, which was Corey, or didn't trust the most. Allegedly. And, and I mean, literally, that's the thing. It's like, like they were not pushing. They were not pushing Corey and Kirsten. They were not pushing anything. They were yeah. literally just trashing Kirsten. And, and spilling everything that she was and saying to them in that. confidence. And then Riley was like, oh, well, clearly she's pissing half the people off. And like I said, literally, people like Jag, people like Matt, people like Blue, these people, a lot of people on the Riley side of things were not aware that this was happening. A lot of these rumors started in the Cerise side of things, and they mm -hmm. put it into the Riley side of things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just, I mean, at this point, y'all saying Hassan and Izzy, and the only people talking to Hassan and Izzy was Cerise Jarrett. So where did they get it from? You know, like Felicia, Sari, and Jared, that's where it sparked. And it led to her being the target. So for me, it was it was it was just unfortunate, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's but, the thing. It's like, it's like, well, Felicia was protecting herself. Okay, but Felicia still stayed on the block and she's still next to Kirsten. Like, yeah. I mean, if y'all would have made sure Corey was a nominee, it would have just been one of y'all next to him, and Corey would have been out because everyone thinks that he has a power. Yeah. So I just feel like, like I said, and that's the thing. There was a period of time in this week where Sari and them did not even have the uh, power that they have right now. And I remember thinking, like, well, if you had Kirsten off the block or was working with Kirsten, that's a number set for you. So instead of like trying to trust Corey when you know you don't, trying to trust Cameron or Luke when you don't that much, you would have had Kirsten, someone that I do think would have been indebted to them on the strength of we're all black. Yeah. Point blank, period. And whether you want to see that or not, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like I said, me being a black person, that's how I would see it. I just don't think I would have went out of my way to paint a target on her. Because being nominated or not, like, you can save yourself without painting the target on someone else. Yeah. Or if you was going to paint a target, Corey was right there. But hey, we Corey was right there. So this is this is the energy of at the beginning of the game. Riley wins HOH. She gets to decide to remove two people from that nomination bot. And after she got the information from Miss Felicia about Kirsten being kind of disliked by some of the people, her spreading rumors, woo -woo -woo -woo, um, Riley had at first decided she was going to remove Miss Felicia and Jared from the block. Riley had an idea that if I was going to remove someone from the block, I needed them in my alliance. Now, we made an occasionally update about this alliance idea she had <laughs> because her, <laughs> Jag, 
and Blue had like a conversation, and Matt a little bit, but there was mainly Jag and her had a conversation about how they needed to create an alliance or whatever. And when Riley won HOH, she was like, I want to do it um, whenever we get the HOH room, we can finally create this alliance. So this is what led to her deciding who was going to be in her alliance, because whoever she was going to pull off, she wanted to be in her alliance. And initially, it was going to be Miss Felicia and Jared slightly. Um, and this was extended by her conversation with Jared in the HOH room or whatever. So she had a conversation with Jared in the HOH room. And in that conversation, Jared was saying, I'm cool with Felicia, Izzy, Sari. And this is when they were going to make the A-person alliance. The A-person alliance was going to be her room, which was her, Jag, Blue, Matt, Cameron. And then it was going to be Jared, Felicia, and Sari initially, because that's what Jared told her. And, and, and Jared, ate yes. up. Jared ate that up initially, because at first I was like, why is he saying three of the other side's name like you basically kind of adding yourself like one is gonna like i mean if, if they were thinking like that like if they were already thinking the cookout could be started well you just naming two of the other black people and saying and you've been saying the entire time they your mama yeah. <laughs> and then just throwing izzy in it like one thing i noticed about this week a lot of people are just naming people that they're working with very open. That's how we got to where we are right now. Everyone knowing who they work with because everyone in their mama is just like, well, y'all, I'm close with this person. But that was crazy. Like, Kirsten, I think, not Kirsten, uh, Riley, I think, was just definitely dead set on getting a group together and she didn't give a fuck who was in it. She said it needs to be half the house, eight mm -hmm. people, and we go from there. Period. And I will say, I feel like it's, it probably will be, if you like getting live feed updates, it probably will be really good to watch our occasionally updates because when I'm thinking about it, we kind of, we do it very soon after the event happens. So we give a lot, a lot of detail. And I'm thinking now, it's like, if I gave y'all all this detail, we'd be here forever. So uh, definitely get into those. But after Jared pushed this idea of the A, including Sari and Felicia, Riley was kind of down and she started telling Blue and she started telling Jag. And Jag was like, ooh. <laughs> Hold up now, soldier. And he told Jag um, to the side. He was like, hey, we should talk about this alone. Boom. When they talked about it alone, they came up with the actual eight that got created, mm -hmm. which is a three with them, Jag, Riley, and Blue. That was the three. They had a five adding Cameron and Matt. That was the five. And then the eight was adding Corey, Corey Jared, and America. So that was going to be the big, per big eight-person alliance. Uh, Luke was not in it. And they didn't like Lou. So initially, Jared was on this. Well, he was never really on this side, but this was the eight that they wanted. Yeah. And they didn't like Luke, so they didn't have a minute. But Luke is connected to the boys at this point. He yeah. was cool with Matt. He was cool with Jared. So this is kind of how the house was looking. These eight on this side, um, of course, with Jared being a double agent and playing for this side that wasn't formed just yet at this moment. It wasn't until Jared eventually, like the next day, found out about the big alliance. They listed all the people in it. And Jarek said, let me tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so he did. So when yeah. he told Sari, that spread to that side. And Sari was like, well, we need to lock it in. And eventually they ended up locking it in after a lot of talking. talking. Yeah. I think that's like, that, that's the big thing. Like while Riley and them were kind of starting to pick up their pieces of what they wanted to go with. Like, I think that core kind of Sari's side, which later becomes the professors, was Sari, Izzy, Felicia is who they knew they had for sure. And of course, Jared was playing the both side thing. And it was just a lot of talk of like, well, can we trust Bowie? Can we trust Red like that? Um, definitely can't trust Kirsten. And we really, so we really can't, we don't know if we can trust Hassan like that. Like they just were not going out of their way to solidify anything. And mm -hmm. then 
like they basically clocked the entire alliance just from mm-hmm. watching and being in rooms with people and listening to conversations and things like that. You asked Riley the uh who she's working with, she's gonna list all eight Everybody. people easily. easily. <laughs> that was really hilarious. Why did Miss Felicia gag her and why did she get gagged? In her HOA from and said, So who are you aligned with right now? And she's like, well, I really like Jag. Um, blue. Um, well, in order, like in the order, four, then the five, then the like, girl, what? <laughs> Name the whole damn onion, girl. So no. I think once they kind of got that confirmation, they really knew. Okay, who can we go to? They realized Red is definitely not in it. Um, they know Luke is also mm-hmm. not in it, mm-hmm. and Hassan is definitely not in it. So mm-hmm. they definitely start to solidify themselves amongst that. And I think one of the first conversations to do that was when it was it was Miss Felicia, Sari, Izzy, Bowie, and McCole in the room together. Mm-hmm. And Miss Felicia was telling them, like, we're, we cannot wait too long to solidify ourselves. Like, we have to grab our pieces and form our group before the other side does that. Like, basically, she, she literally said, if we don't get our plus ones, we're going to be someone else's plus ones. And it was beating around the bush, like, basically just trying to, like, okay, Miss Felicia, we get it. We get it. And Miss Felicia was like, no, we're the bye-bye bitches, okay? <laughs> it's us and Hysam. We're the bye-bye bitches. Yeah. And we need to take this motherfucking game and move it forward. And this is where it really got interesting because I think Riley, like, like today, literally today on feed, she was crying with Sari saying how, like, you know, I didn't want it to be these sides. And I didn't want, I didn't want all of this tension. But it's like, well, girl, you kind of did. You wanted an eight-person alliance that left nine people in the game outside. <laughs> Wait, what you said? Nothing. And I said she got four. <laughs> literally because everyone dropping off but you wanted the a-person alliance and you wanted to exclude everyone else in it and that's what you did you just didn't expect these older people who you didn't re- think would win comps or connect with yeah. each other would Come start on. working together and then they did and then they did so boom let me sh- let this is how the house was at first i'm gonna remove kirsten sorry y'all she's out fine no and i will say to speak on kirsten like for real for real like it's like, like I said, this it's reminds so me of BB23. I feel like this could end up like BB23 in the way of like every time after Vito, they knew who was going home and then they would just start strategizing about the next week. No one yeah. is, no one is like, no one is really considering Kirsten staying for real. America trying her hardest, but she's getting mm-hmm. shot down at every turn. Like, Kirsten is going home, unfortunately. Unless Big Brother intervenes. Now we still have that. Mm hmm. So boom, this is how we started off. And I was I was thinking when when I when they started solidifying the bye bye bitches slash the professors, I was already thinking, damn, they got the numbers. And they already had the numbers starting off. It was already eight of them, and then seven of these other people because they don't really have Luke. Could have been eight to eight. But Luke woke up one day or switched out with his twin. Girl, the girls are saying Luke has a twin. <laughs> and honestly, I wasn't believing the rumors, but how he been acting these last few days, mm-hmm. he might do. So Luke woke up one day. He was like, wait, no one's talking to me. (laughs) So he started talking around and eventually both sides. It's so weird because he should have just been with this group anyways, but he wasn't. And both sides realized he was a free agent. Well, they knew he was. But anyways, so the professors was like, girl, we pulling him in for real. So as of today, Luke, he's at the point where he's talking shit about Riley. He's tired of them, sick of them, because he knows he's not with them. He knows there's an entire group on that side of the house. Um, and he knows 
he was going to be the backdoor target if someone had won the veto or if the veto was used. Um, really because Jared has spread all this information to the professors. The professors has used the information to bring Luke in. And now Luke, I mean, hey, who else is he going to be with? Yeah. Now, he's mentioned here and there that he prefers to be on the stronger side. But the stronger side is shaping up to be just the side with everybody. I mean, they got damn near 10 people. Like, yeah. like, like you mentioned, like they were never a full eight. They were only no, a no. seven because Jared was never with them. Um, and then you have Corey, who is also realizing that he is on the bottom. Because one of the main things is that Jag, Riley, Blue, Matt, and Cameron being the core, Riley really wanted to get all five of them together and to solidify their five as the core. When they did that, they were saying, okay, we need to start branching out and getting extra people. Let's make this an eight-person alliance. And slight credits to Cameron. But he was telling them, I don't think we should be an eight-person alliance that gets too messy. I think this should just be it. And it was like, mm. no, Cameron, we need the eight. Let's get the eight. Corey, Jerry, in America. Let's bring them in. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. So <laughs> they did that. But literally that night, they had been talking in the five. The five of them had been talking to HOH for hours. That same night, I had to wake up and see it, literally, because I went to bed. They were all five still in there. Corey and America had joined them. And before... Curry had even joined him. He had walked past it a few times and saw that the five of them were in there. So mm-hmm. literally when he gets brought in, they're openly telling him, like, yeah, the five of us was talking. And, you know, he he went to Riley personally. He went to Cameron personally. And they're saying, like, well, you're the first name we thought of. So you're telling me I'm six, seven, or eight. Like, that's what you're telling me right now. So he took it upon himself to start branching out a little bit more. And he had a conversation with Miss Izzy. Now, Izzy, we're going to get into Izzy. She does a lot. She does a lot. So I didn't know it was going to be a positive conversation, but she basically told him, you know, well, I'm close with Sari. I'm close with Jared. You know, we maybe we can all get together and have a conversation. Now, Corey, being a um, Survivor super fan, he knows who Sari is. He doesn't know that Jared is her son, but he knows who Sari is. And he's intimidated a little bit, but... I think he clearly wants to work with her because he knows how smart she is. And he also realizes, well, if you work with Sarif, you're getting to the damn end. So Corey, you know, he really wedged himself in there. And they kind of have this, like, fake pseudo foursome of Sari, Izzy, Jared, and Corey. Now, they've yeah. mentioned nominating him still. I, I Well, these last few days, I don't think that's in the Not picture anymore. But they don't really trust Corey at all. But they are using him. And Corey's in a position to where, like, I don't. If he wins HOH, I do not think he's touching anyone on Sari's side. I do not. Because he really doesn't have a relationship with Blue or America like that. Uh, Cameron is on the other side now, which we'll get into. And yeah. he has a relationship with Jack like that either. It, it's really just Riley. It, it's really just mm-hmm. Riley. And I will give Riley that. While this is a very cracked and chaotic week, Riley has made sure the people that she does have a relationship with, they love them some Riley. Yeah. So I'll give her that. So- at this point, it's looking like Corey's leaning over to that side, and Luke is also leaning over to that side. And then we get to Cameron. Now, Cameron and Red have a, a redneck agreement. <laughs> What's it called? A, a redneck been... agreement. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron and, and, and Red have, a, have an agreement that they are both very similar because they're country boys. Oh, country Good old boys. boys. Good old country boys. Country boys. So they have an agreement, and basically through this agreement, they realize that they are they're on different sides, 
and that it'll be better for them. Red kind of really way to me. Bye. You want to be a field so bad. Really? So anyways, they have an agreement because whatever. Red started feeling really comfortable because the professors brought him in. They told him the name of the alliance. They said, you're good. You're with us. And they locked him in. So Red was like, shit, we good. So Red started doing some shit. And he was like, you know what? Let me talk to Cameron. So when him and Cameron talked, basically Cameron spilled, not even basically, literally. Cameron literally told Red the entire alliance and said, you know what? I do want to be with you. So now Cameron allegedly wants to be with this literal group of nine, 10 people because he knows Jared and Corey not really in it now. Yeah. And he knows that that leaves only five other people on the end, on the other side. So at this point, Cameron is down with them. He's had a conversation with Sari. He had a conversation with Izzy. He had a conversation with Red. They talked about how, or he talked about how he wants to be with them. He doesn't really want to be with the other people, except Riley. Yes. Cameron, love him some Riley. <laughs> What's interesting about Cameron, Cameron's interesting in a lot of ways. A lot of people in this cast are interesting in a lot of ways. Um, Cameron specifically is just, he's someone that every he's always trying to teach someone something. And it's always in a very condescending way. So every conversation he has, it's like he's teaching them how to play the game of Big Brother. Like he is the, this is his second time playing. It's honestly very frustrating to watch him speak. So when, when the five were getting together or anytime the Alliance had meetings, it always gave like, they would be talking game and then Cameron would be like, well, I don't think we should do that. Or, or Riley would be upset about or emotional about the other side coming together or the other side finding out about them. And he'd mm-hmm. just be like, well, you really shouldn't be upset. I don't think you should worry about it. I think you should be optimistic. And before mm-hmm. he got the information from Red that there's a whole group, he's the man who went up there like, we've been coming together for days, if they're just now figuring it out, they're fucking late. And mm-hmm. that's on them. And mm-hmm. now we're just going to shove it down their throat. We have the stronger side. We have the athletic people and all these other things. Like We have a lot of different attributes that make us great. Just really hyping them up yeah. to then, the next day, expose the entire alliance to Izzy. Literally. <laughs> One thing about Izzy, she's going to get the information. And this is what... <laughs> Every time. Every damn what, this time. This is what spins me, because Izzy... Izzy is one of the most funniest slash annoying slash kind of great player. Like it's a lot that is into Izzy because if you you've been paying attention, she she went to Corey. Well, one, she knows Jared and Ceri's relationship. She uh, she she's loves Ceri, so she, she follows her. Or she said on television, she stalked Ceri's page, so she's seen Jared on Ceri's page, so mm-hmm. she knew initially. And then, did you watch the premiere? Where she's literally like, oh, Jared, come here. Are you Sari Field son? Loud as fuck. Damn. Like, I, like in she front of everybody. whispered towards the end, but it was giving was loud. Loud mm-hmm. like Christy Baldessera. Loud. Loud. So she has that secret. And she even says in the diary room, like, now that I have the secret, like they're basically indebted to me. Um, so she's definitely she she's all in that, that trio. Like she's told Sari and Jared, like. She wants them to go to the end together. Like she is not exposing their secret. Like she understands. Like this is what this is going to be her core, and mm-hmm. she uses that one. While throughout the day, she doesn't walk or talk around anyone else but Sari. She is always around Sari. If you turn on the feeds and you just guess where is Izzy, 
the answer will always be around Sari. If Izzy gets if Izzy gets a, into a conversation with someone that dropped information, immediately after that conversation, she finds Sari. If yeah. she's in a conversation with someone about working together, she's like, "Well, I'm friends with Sari, so you should work with me and Sari." And like I said a few times this week, I was just like, "Girl, you talking too much," but mm-hmm. it keeps working. And specifically in this conversation with Cameron, like at this point, both the sides are open. Cameron just exposed his whole side. So she's literally just telling him, like, basically, like there's a clip floating around of her saying, like, I want to fuck them up. Yeah. I want to backdoor them. I don't yeah. want them in this game. He, he, they're not the cool kids. We're the cool kids. And they are all going to go home. It was just giving, it was giving a lot. Izzy mm-hmm. is a lot. Someone said, yeah, she calls Sari mom. It's She's a lot literally walking on. around there calling Sari mom. Oh, someone said that's money. Really? Oh, my God. Thank you. You're the best. Yeah. Love you. Mwah. So sweet and I kind. Money, honey. Unlike the rest of you. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. But boom. So this is basically how the house is looking at this point after Mother I- Izzy Fields. Oh, my God. Fuck. Um, no, nah, but no, this is how the house looks. Basically, it's 11 of them, <laughs> and then it's five of them. But this is only, I honestly feel like this is only if one of the 11 wins HOH, but I mean, it's 11. Yeah, so because so, what's really interesting is that, like I said, um, with, with, with the other side, Riley's side, the um, the family style coin by blue, <laughs> family style coin by blue. It's I I do think that eight is shaky, but literally if Jag, Blue, Riley, or Matt or America win, I Corey it's and gonna Cameron be if, if gonna, one and of the Cameron wins, are gonna be gonna right be, them. It's gonna be this. And maybe even this. And maybe oh. even this. No, I'm <laughs> but no, it, it, so, it's it's gonna go right back to eight versus eight low key if one of them win because all three of these white people is I mean these men oh. are jumping <laughs> over. <laughs> Real fast, and then I think what's interesting about uh, the professors, the bat, the, um, so basically, at least that's what Sari has recently told Felicia that their core is Sari, Felicia, McCole, and Jared, the brown sugar babies, and then of course, Sari, Jared, and Izzy are them three because they know the family secret. I don't know if she wants to take that all the way to the end, and then you have the bye bye bitches, which is the women plus. Heisem, and then the professors is including Red, and they just recently included Corey and Cameron, and now mm-hmm. so everybody yeah. named Mama and the professors, child. Yeah, it's professors plus three. Oh, so when yeah. I say money, make it rain. Period. Not make it rain. But it's really uh, interesting because I think that's really um, Riley and them's downside is that when they were creating their group. No one was reassuring their allies. Like one, America. I don't know where America is at right now, but because in the cloud, it, it gave to me America should have Just known. Like an American flag the... waving in the cloud. Oh my god! Oh like, my god! No, I'm playing. I don't think she's in the cloud in the west. You know what? We'll get to it when we get to the ratings. Actually, honestly, but I don't know where America's uh, falling in it right now. But literally, Jag, Riley, nor Blue. They, I don't think they or Matt. They didn't really do the work to expand reach out to other people or even mm-hmm. try to uh, lock in Corey. Like America's with them, I think, because they hang out with her a lot socially, but they don't hang out with Cameron or Corey 
or look like that socially to an extent of more yeah. than to get brought in. And the big thing that uh, the professors in them side are doing, like it's a lot of, I got you. Like mm-hmm. like Blue, her safety bubble, which we'll yeah. get into. Like it's a lot of like safety bubbles. Like, oh, like Riley is under the impression that Sari and Felicia, she can run them. Like she has literally had conversations saying that if Izzy and Hysam are out, she does not believe that this other side will comfort them at all because she feels like she has Felicia. She feels like she has Sari. And that is just wild to me. The one thing that Sari, Izzy especially, even though she's kind of chaotic, mm-hmm. is they go around talking and reassuring each other all day. It gets sometimes yeah. annoying while watching on feeds because they repeat the same shit. But they oh. go around and speaking with people, even now with Corey, Luke, and Cameron being brought in. They're yeah. still speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Like, consistently. And making sure that foundation is based on trust, loyalty, a lot of things that honestly, Jag, Riley, and them were not doing. They just were not yeah. doing it. They dropped and they, the chose, they chose to not, they were trying to do this a little, everybody wanted to be the cookout. So they were trying to do this. We shouldn't talk to each other that much. We should make sure we're not strategizing in public that much. And they kept doing it within the, not even the five, really Jag, Riley, Blue in America kept doing it with each other. And then they just wasn't really doing it with the other people because Cameron's yeah. annoying. So Cameron was just talking whenever he would talk. That's the, they would talk to Cameron a lot. Cameron would just do the talking. Yeah. So of course he didn't feel comfortable. He was talking the whole time. He didn't let nobody else feel, make him feel good. And then they didn't talk to Corey. Um, I don't know <laughs> what... Um... I honestly don't know what uh, Cameron is really plan at this point is going to be because mm-hmm. he, I, I think he really mainly just wants to protect Riley. Cause like I said, he's basically throwing the entire eight under the bus, but this is also the man who was just saying like, this is the strong eight. I'm not like we, we can run them. We can tear them down. So like, I, like Cameron, I think it's going to be someone that wants to flip back and forth the entire time. Corey, I don't really know what Corey is also going to plan to do. I think if Corey were to win, he would just stick with Serena. That's what it, it seems like. It seems like, like we were gagging about a split, but I don't even think it's going to be a split house like that no more because yeah, it, it's, it's, like, it's just the majority versus not the majority. <laughs> yeah, unless these five win HOH, then I think it'll be split again. But other than that, I don't think it's going to give split. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just 11 of them, and it's way more likely they can win HOH. Riley can't even play. It's going to be 11 people versus four people in the HOH. Blue might throw. America might throw. It's just, it's not giving um, split. It's giving these people finna go home. One of these four or five are finna go home, and it's finna be an entirely different game because everyone's kind of on the same side of the things. But um, we can get into a little bit of the gags before we get into the ratings because the girls want to talk about Miss Felicia, her microphone. Oh my God. Felicia, Felicia then broke six mics in six days. How do you feel about Miss Felicia altogether? Not not altogether like game, but like she's a gag and a half. No, Miss, like watching Felicia, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Watching Felicia on the feeds, it's like, it's like watching like my grandma. Honestly, it's like, literally, like I feel like I've been. Are in a room with this type of woman so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. She provides memes. She's honestly hilarious as fuck. And I think what I love about it is that she's also in the game. Like, and this is what's so great that this was a start of a split season is that everyone has a chance to play. Like a lot of times in these split seasons, 
um, everyone is involved. And that's really fun to see because Felicia is someone who's in these game conversations. She's in the final two conversations, core conversations. She literally coined and solidified their alliance, the Bye Bye Bitches. You know what I mean? So I just think she's really, really interesting. And I'm happy that this was a casting choice. And I hope we get more of these because she's cracked in the half. Yeah, she, she fell in the hot tub. <laughs> The last person to fall in the pool was Jerry ass. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. Breaking so, microphone. I also mentioned uh, Cameron having a crush <laughs> on Riley. I don't know what that's is. It a crush? Is. Did he admit to it being a crush? It's giving crush because he, didn't he say that's his daughter? Look, look. So the way what he's using to get oh, into the alliance. Be, be careful. Uh, we got Terrence. Terrence was close. Huh? Somebody said they want an older black man over fifty. Terrence was close. He was the oldest one we had in a while. And that make it look. You know, I mean, I. I, I, I shout out to older. <laughs> um, but <laughs> no, that's the question with Cameron was weird because literally, he when he was relaying his conversation with Izzy, he was basically saying that he had to let Riley down, like let Riley know that he doesn't see her in a emotional way and that he sees her as one of, as his daughter, his, his daughter at back at home. But in the conversation he had with Riley, like Riley wasn't saying any of those things. Like <laughs> she was not mentioning a showman. She was not mentioning wanting him in any type of way, but that's how he went and retold the story. And he was saying, like, yeah, she's worried about being in the showman's with Matt, um, maybe even being in the showman's with me. And it's like, oh. Mm. He was making shit up in his head. I don't know if he even believes it. Like, I, I can't tell if it's like a, I'm saying these things or if it's I believe these things. So I'm saying it. I really can't tell. But mm -hmm. it was giving. What did Izzy say? Serial killer. Oh. It was giving. Nah, it was just very weird and a little bit uncomfortable. But it's know. very, it's very, it's very weird and uncomfortable. I it mean, other than that, like, like it just seems like he wants her all to himself. Like, I want you all to myself. I swear, you don't need. No that's definitely what it gives. Like the fact that he went out of his way to like expose the lines and he's telling her like I'm doing this for you. He went to her the next day um, and was just like, hey, like you need to go down there and basically put the others in the alliance in front of you as a target because that's what riley is refusing to do she's in her hoh all week low key just not, not even low key high key just crying about the situation instead of trying to fix it like well they're all downstairs and i'm up here and no one they, and it's like girl go talk to them it's not that serious it's not that serious at all girl <laughs> they said talk about someone's why the red thing curse had a crush on him red just like cameron them uh you know them country boys that, they think everybody so loves annoying me. i think that's so annoying when like it's a beautiful person and because you feel intimidated by that person's beauty now they are trying to seduce you they're trying to izzy was trying to say that early in the week too oh she's she's seducing me like why would she seduce you izzy you want to be seduced by her let's be real because the girl look good i'm seduced and she's doing nothing to me that's what I, it is just I admit it you is. want her just say that just like what you need to say, they did the same thing with Taylor. Like I said, there, there are really just a lot of similarities with the Taylor situation. So if you feel the need to compare them, I think they're definitely comparable. I think, the, the like I said, the only thing for me is that it doesn't feel as nasty. I will say a few of the fees conversations are getting cut. Grinder didn't learn her lesson because there's a lot of times I feel like something is about to be said 
and then bloop, no fees. So they're definitely moving some things around. Um, and I, I really would just want to hear Kirsten's side of the story. Like, how does she feel about it? Because, like I said, once again, it's never going to be fun to see a, a black woman be ostracized in this way. I think if any player was kind of like essentially gaslit in the way that Kirsten's being gaslit, it, that, I, that's how I look at it. Because uh, personally, even, even taking black out of it, I didn't think she was doing anything too crucial. But hey, that's just me. That's just you. I agree. I do um, want to say one more thing, yeah, though, just about the alliance structures in general. I just find it really, really interesting. Like, I, I hope, I really hope that a lot of people just take this to an example moving forward. Like, the HOH formed an entire eight-person alliance and left out half of the house. That half of the house came together in a way so powerful that they completely obliterated the other side, who is still currently in power con- I don't want to say controlling the vote, but are still in power. Like, I've never seen it upended in this way. Like, I'm thinking back to BB23. Tiffany had to do it week two. You know what I mean? The left Mm -hmm. didn't form until week three. You know, a lot of times this is not happening in the same week. Within the same week, Cerise's side has secured power and numbers, and none of them have HOH. Mm -hmm. That is nasty. Yeah. It don't really happen that often. I think it's a – I think a big part of it is the casting choice. Because a lot of the reason, like Corey even said before he was in the alliance that he don't want to work with the cool kids. So him being cast was, I feel like, a lot of part of it. Um, I think it, it really was casting really, really did help that, to be honest. Also, the other girls were just not going that good. Yeah, I but, will, uh, and, I, and I will say that, too, because, like, it's very clear that, well, I won't say it's very clear, but it's, like, it's, it, it is interesting that a lot of, like, this cast is skewed more older. Sari was... She's in her 50s, and she's the returnee. I think they were definitely casting people to make it fair to have people that she could relate to a little bit more. Um, and because that's the split was down the middle for from younger to older. Like, it literally was that split because Luke yeah. wasn't even included. Yep. Child. Let's get into it, though. Boom. Okay, Lee. It's time. Y'all, we're about to get into the or whatever. We're going to be going. We can really get into more of the individual individual things about the players because I have a lot of thoughts on them individually. Like Izzy, when we get to her, I'm going to say it, but she had to. When we get to it. She had to have an individual section. She's an example of why we have to have an individual rating section. (laughs) Period. Um, we can start off with America. I can start off with America. I was shading her earlier. I didn't mean it. Well, I did, but I didn't. So, technically, America is in the buck fuck minority of this season because everybody's in the big old group, and America's not in that big old group, and she ain't even nowhere near it. At least Blue got a fake bond with some people. Um, even Jack has kind of a fake bond with some of those people. Riley got real bonds with some of those people. America, really the only one. America and Matt, well, Matt got Luke. America's kind of the only one who don't really got nothing. Now, if this season was split, America would be in a way better position if there was actually people on her side. But really, it's really looking real bad for America. If their side doesn't win HOH, I don't think she's going to be able to do much. Now, she isn't going to be the target, I don't think. It's going to be like Riley first or Jack or even Blue before her or even Matt before her. I don't think America's going home. Um, 
Even if the other side, the 11, win the next five HOHs, I don't think America's going home, even on the fifth HOH. Honestly, I think they'll get out Red or they'll get out Corey. So I think she's going to be good when it comes to not being a target. But when it comes to her position in the game, it's just not good, honestly. It's not good because of this big group all being together, her not being in it. I still have a lot of hope because I think she's going to make it far because of the fact that she's not a threat to anyone. No one sees her as a big threat. People are annoyed with her, but they're annoyed with everybody on that side. And they're annoyed with Cameron. And they're annoyed with Corey. And these are people who are actually in their group. So I don't feel too bad about um, her being a target, but I don't feel good about her position. Now, she seems smart, but I don't know to what extent because she wasn't in the core when she was invited into her alliance. She didn't really seem to clock it or do anything about that. And now the entire house is basically against her and our group of people. And she doesn't seem to be strategizing in a way that's helping that in any way. But I still feel like she has a good game sense because she's one of the few people who are not doing too much. Her, McCall, that might be it. Are the, are, it. <laughs> are, are, few, are the people who aren't doing too much to where it's like they're not really going to be the target i feel for a while so that's really good and i think i think because of that i'm gonna give america a five because i don't think she's going home soon i think she has a decent game sense and she does have a little relationship with mccall um that she's trying to build upon knowing that there are two people who can work on both sides um, i think that's my issue with america i just feel like even that relationship like she went to mccall she's like we can look out for each other mm-hmm. they haven't really talked since that conversation <laughs> corey and corey and mccall have a similar connection they said mm-hmm. we're gonna look out for each other and they have had conversations america is doing what i think a lot of people in that group are doing like they're saying Oh, I have you. I'm gonna wanna. I wanna work with you. Let's talk. Da, 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 da. And they're not doing anything else. I feel like America, like America and Blue, very early on, they were people that Siri and them side were seeing as people that they can bring in. And specifically with America not being brought into the core of that group, came in very very late. About I mean, basically the next day it was exposed is when she got brought in. I just feel like there wasn't. I just feel like she could have been doing more for herself. Like, there's no reason why before you got invited to that alliance, you weren't already trying to build something or trying to be included with something with the Mm -hmm. other side. I feel like a lot of people are looking at it in a way of like, oh, well, I'm going to be with the side that win competitions or I'm going to be on the side that, like, I'm just socially with. But it's like, it's just more that goes into it. You can't just be talking to the people that you're friends with. And I feel like America does a lot of that. And now it's the point to where, like, She's still in the position where I feel like she could try and weasel her way in a little bit or have genuine connections with the other side, and she's not doing that. So it's like I I do think she's safe for a while, so I'll also give it a five because I don't think she did anything too terribly. Um, She's not going to be a target. She has protection in a group that if they were to win, she would also still be safe. But I do want to see more from her. Uh, I will definitely prove that she's not just – a lot of people were going to – comparing her to an Alyssa – uh, from last season, or just one of those girls are gonna come in here and get a showman to do nothing. She doesn't give me that. Like she's one of the few people who was saying, like, well, we're scared about the other side forming. Let's just get out Miss Felicia and Riley shut it down. Like, so she thinks, like, she's very aware. Um, well, not she very aware. But she's aware a little bit in her game sense, but I just feel like socially, she really could be doing more because if Serena and Side do get in power and they just start winning competitions back to back to back, which they could do, then America will be fucked. 
because she has no connect, and, and that's the issue with it being split. That's the big issue with it being sides in this way, especially with Sari being the leader that she is, because she set up sides, and now it's like there is no cross communication unless they want, unless Sari side is going to use you. So they don't want to use America. So she has no end. Like, and, and unless yeah. people like Hysam, Bowie, um, I guess Luke and Corey maybe could try to flip and do something else, but it's just least likely with the amount of loyalty it seems that they have built on the professor side of things. So I don't know what she's gonna do. She need like if she were going to try and like break in in any way, it would need to start now, and she's a little bit behind. Yeah, and they do see her as a spy. They do. Um, so they don't even want to. But I was going to say like it's weird because when I'm thinking about her rating, it seems like I'm saying things we would usually say week three or week four. Like it's week. What? And we're kind of like so, so. So just be be ready for our ratings to maybe be a little, maybe not harsh, but like we got some details to it. Even though it's just week one, because I'm thinking of what I'm saying about America. It's like I wouldn't expect this any other season, week one, but this season, babe, you need to be getting it on. Honestly. Um. Next is blue. I'm gonna say a bunch of shit that sounds like it's from week three, but it's week one. Blue is doing a lot, but also not enough. I feel bad for blue because I feel like one of the big things that fucked blue up was that the fact that Jared is Sari's son and he's a double agent. So he is able to, yeah. he, he was able to blow her spot up way faster than I thought it actually, than I think it actually would have been. Because they were starting to clock and figure out who was working with who, but they were not sure not blue. where Blue stood. Yeah. And once they figured that out, there was just a huge shift. They realized that we can't work with her because once you realize that she's been with them this entire time, every conversation she's had with you socially about maybe wanting to work together it's false like that's not real and they also mm-hmm. are seeing her as someone that they do not like they do not want to work with they're over her because at this point in the game they feel like she's socializing with them they're trying to keep it cute but they really don't like each other um i i don't i can't i don't think it's like i will say i see it more from the professor side of things it seems like they are really starting to just dislike yeah, yeah like right now, Blue Jag, um, they're in survival mode, them especially because they're smart strategic players, so they're trying to do things to get out of this hole that they're in right now. But I mean, there's nowhere to go. Like yeah. the spies have been claimed. You're not trying to get on their side. So what else do they want? They don't want anything else from you. We don't talk socially, we're not working together strategically. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you talking to me now? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think what what I like about Blue is that <laughs> She's a very perceptive person. Like once she realized they had been caught, she did not react emotionally. She did not overreact at all. It was very much like, okay, <laughs> let me go secure myself. Mm-hmm. You know, she went to um Hysam, she went to Izzy, and she told them, like, hey, you know, I want you guys to stay in this game. I want you guys to stay in this game over people in my side. Mm-hmm. So she is still trying to be proactive in that way, but Izzy didn't give a damn about that conversation. Nope. Heisem kind of did, but Not there's so much influence on his side against Blue that it doesn't matter. And he has even mentioned nominating her still. Mm-hmm. So it's just that her spot is completely, completely blown up. There are a few targets in front of her, but mm-hmm. not any. And if they others, if the professors are able to stay in power, then it's really bad. Like I think yeah. for Blue, honestly, everyone on Riley's side that's left, they are going to need to win HOH if they want to reclaim any power. Because the power for this week is already gone, and they have lost all type of agency. So they're going to need to win again to try and, you know, 
just some people back in their circle, but they're gonna have to do it completely different because they've been exposed. Like, everyone is exposed, so they have to do because the complete opposite of what they've been doing. And I feel like they're still just trying to do this. Oh, well, I got you. We're good. Like now it's like, oh, we know we're on two different sides, but I got you. And it's like, that's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. enough. And honestly, I don't know what she can do because I actually, I don't think she can do much. And I, I do the whole Jared thing. I, I think it does affect her the most because also blues, one of blues core relationships was Jared. And I feel like a big reason Jared is abandoning that is because his mom is in the game. He said himself, if Sari wasn't in the game, he would be loyal to this group of people. He would be in the eight. And Blue would probably be one of his closest allies. And it's like, it, it kind of sucks for her because she put in work with specific people. One of the specific people, his whole blood is in the game. Baby, you was never going to get that. And I feel like Jared is someone Blue could have ran. In, a, in, a, in an alternate universe, you know? So it's like, it kind of sucks for her, but hey, this is the game we're in. This is the season we're in. And <clears throat> I think she just needed to spend more time. It, it's hard because Riley won't a show. Him. So it's like, of course I'm finna talk to her, but I think she just needs to spend more time speak, speaking to the other side of the house, not just Hassan and Izzy, which she did do, um, but also everyone else because there's other people in the game, babes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that was her problem, but it's hard because I don't know I kind of don't know what to rate her. <laughs> like, I, I kind of don't know how I feel about her. I don't feel good about her her game, but her gameplay, I wouldn't say, I don't feel bad about her gameplay, but I feel yeah. like her position is terrible. Um, she's going to be one of the possible pawns. Either Jag or Riley are going home, who are her core, who's two of her closest allies, and that's going to be terrible for her. So honestly, I feel bad. I feel like her gameplay is okay, but it doesn't seem like there's anywhere she can go or anything she can do. So I'm going to give her, honestly, a four. Would you say? I mean, a 4.5. Would you say you were giving her? Oh, I didn't even say a score. I feel like because I don't, I feel like she's in more immediate danger than someone like America. So I would also probably just say it's a 4.5. Yeah, that's how I feel. I th- it's weird because I feel like she's a better player than America, at least from what we've seen, like activeness. But position is worse. Boom. Um, Next is Bowie. Mm-hmm. Bowie is just not like she's in the core of the professors with the bye bye bitches. Not the core core, but she's in one of the cores of the bye bye bitches. But even they don't trust her like that. They feel like that she has a relationship with Cameron. They feel like she has a relationship with Red and that she could slip with them. Um, I know McCole oh, and Izzy way. have had several conversations with Suri about how. They don't know if we can fully trust Bowie. We can't tell her too much information. She's just really not in the game. Like she's here for, like, like she she's loyal to her group, but it's just that she doesn't understand the game of Big Brother. Like it's yeah. very clear that when she said she came and watched a few seasons, um, it wasn't given that. I, I clocked that early oh, on, like preseason, that it was giving indie. Like I watched Big Brother Brazil, but not Big mm-hmm. Brother US, and it gives I watched Big Brother Australia, and not Big Brother US. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I just feel like she's really just coasting along. I mean, she's in the power structure, which is great, but strategically, she just does not know anything about this game. So when they do want to drop her, I do think it would be very easy to do so. Um, and she's also similar to Blue. If, if Blue and Moonside are to win, Bowie is an easy target for them to put up. Like They feel oh, like yeah. she's someone that they can pawn easily, but I'll say it's a four. Yeah. Um, I just can't do the lack of gameplay. The fact that your whole side or a lot of your side doesn't even trust you, it's like, what? You don't even talk to nobody but them. You said a four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give her a 
And honestly, there's just not much to say. She's not doing anything. She's only in alliances that were created because they needed her as a number. Um, and the people in those alliances don't trust her. 3.5. Do something, babe. Um, Cameron is very interesting. He has connections with Riley, connections with Red. I think those are helpful. If the five win HOH, I don't think they're going to target him. But the group of people who he's exposed his entire alliance to, which they already knew about it, but he exposed it. Don't even trust them. He's nope. still someone who they are thinking about targeting because honestly, they don't need him. They already have 10. Mm -hmm. We don't need 11. So they don't need him, one. And two, he's very, his personality is very abrasive. He yeah. is not com comforting. No one really likes him. Um, and honestly, he could go home before any of the people actually in the minority. He could go home next week by this group of people who he snitched to because they think his connection with Red is dangerous. They think he has a connection with Corey, which he does, which could be dangerous. And he has a connection with Riley, and they know he's connected to Riley. So Cam, even literally doing what I guess I want Blue or America to kind of do, he still could go home after doing it. So it's like, you it's real bad for you. I think he will go home before America and Blue. So with that being said, shit. I like that he did it. Basically, yeah. I like that he went out of his way to recognize, okay, I can't just do what Blue's doing and make a bond with Hysom, who doesn't even trust me. I need to go all in. I need to yeah. tell the entire alliance. I need to say all their names. Do, 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 do. I thought that was good game sense. But he has bad game sense in a lot of other ways. He didn't even think the the, the other side had a side. Yeah. He was telling his side that they didn't even exist. He, I also don't think it's good <laughs> for him to put, go all in. He was one of the people who needed to stick with the eight because he doesn't have bonds with this other group of people but red you mm -hmm. know so it's like you don't really have an in which is why they still want your ass out so i don't even think it was a good decision i think he should have probably pretended how people think he's pretending which i'm not even sure if he's pretending or not i'm like is he really telling well he already told him the whole girl it's a three yeah I, I was gonna go i was gonna go with the four for him as well um like bowie i just feel like I agree with you. Like, I think that was great. I, I mean, I like a player that's going to do whatever it takes to stay in the game. Like, he ran out that alliance. He's like, look, fuck them. Like, the alliance that he was championing, the alliance that he was saying, we're going to dominate this game together. He did exposed, listed every single member and said, baby, I'm only looking out for my daughter, Riley. Period. <laughs> and I just like, that's hilarious. But it's like, the execution was not the best. Blue told him, like, I don't think... This is why Blue, I, I really like Blue. I think she has great senses. She told him, no matter how much you try to assimilate, they're not going to trust it. Yeah. And he was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm still going to try, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go that hard. And then he went hard as fuck. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. I, it's just, in that is what's untrustworthy because yeah. how is it that you're crying to me? He literally sat in a conversation with Sari and cried about how he's slipping on the other side. He feels bad to what he's doing to Riley and all these other things. When they all know you were with them for like five to six days up until now. Mm -hmm. Like, because now they're thinking, if you were just with them, how are you now with us? That doesn't make any sense. Because it does not make any sense. You can't trust someone that is going to just flip on their alliance that quickly. I think that's another reason why it's like they're iffy about Corey, too, because it's like, you were with them gung ho, and now you're exposing them, and you're with us. That's never, no one's ever gonna buy it. It's not that. trustworthy. I think at, at least, and what, what he keeps reminding Riley is that he actually had relationships with people in the comic room, well, 
Bowie, which he thinks his relationship with Bowie is something, which it's really not because Bowie has no power. Um, but Red and Red spilled the entire group, which led him to do those actions. So I do think Red being in the professors, even though Red isn't that trusted by them, Red being in it, it did help Cameron a little bit because, I mean, if Red wins, he's good. And they may placate Cameron just to still target Riley in them. So mm-hmm. he had a little chance to, you know, do a little more, but I think they're going to definitely get him out pre-jury because you can't let this, he's a wild card. Like, he, he, he blew he, up he, that he entire group. I don't yeah. want to work with you. Yeah. Child, we on to Mama Mystery. <sighs> Child. How you feeling? <sighs> She's mothering. Like, like, and like I said earlier, like, I think the fact that her side did not have power, they didn't wait for the HOH to end to form her group and keep it pushing. Like, I think survive. I think so. Ten, period. <laughs> period. I think Sari is kind of bringing in some survivor strategies a little bit. I don't know. Like, just the way that she is solidifying her numbers in this way. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you cannot do this in Big Brother. We just have not seen it this quickly or literally within the same first week that yeah. the majority alliance is forming. Like, when usually when we're talking about the majority alliance, like, this a majority because <laughs> there is no other thing. And then she said, well, no, we're going to form an entire group. And what is great about Sari is that within her group, she has the best connections. So Miss Felicia loves her. Izzy is obsessed with her ass. Izzy is her professional pit bull attack dog, bitch. <laughs> if you look at Sari wrong, Izzy's gonna bite literally. Like, it's serious. There is her whole son playing both sides, breaking her information every night. Mm-hmm. Okay? Red loves her, even though she don't like his ass. <laughs> I mean, just go down the list. McCall loves her and respects her. And then you have people on the other side. Riley is vouching for her at every single conversation. Like, I have Siri and um, Felicia. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we need to go after Hassan and Izzy, but not Siri and Felicia. Mm-hmm. So she is going to keep protecting her on that side, even though she doesn't have relationships with those people. I just yeah. think it's very impressive seeing someone who played Survivor so masterfully and and take those experiences and come in Big Brother and just show like this is this is how you need to be playing like cause I, like because you never see people get together like this like I tweeted like if Sari was not here I don't think the comic book room would be eating up like this like I think mm-hmm. Izzy and Hassan would have been able to clock it still and may have still did something but look how fast they became targets you know what I mean I think that could have still happened and it never would have. It never would have happened, I don't think, the way it's happening now. So yeah. I just feel like I just feel like she is just she needs to be studied. Like point like period. Like <laughs> the way she's building trust with her group, like these are things that I think future players should definitely look at and how to play the game. I think positioning though, um, I would love to see her in power because they still don't have the agency. Like they, they kind of just robbed the agency from Riley. But in Big Brother, it really is mainly about the HOH. If Matt wins HOH, they could be fucked. Yeah. Even though they're considering still putting up a Luke like dummies, and that wouldn't affect her power structure at all. <laughs> she could be fucked. But honestly, I have faith in Sari that like, girl, Jack can win HOH, and girl, he'd put up Corey. He'd put up yeah. Cameron. Because now they have inf- that's another thing. They have the flow of information. I think that there's not one thing happening in that house that Sari is not aware of to some extent. She has people from all angles bringing her that information. So, and she's in the core and protected mm-hmm. on a lot of angles. I'm going to say it's a seven. 
Okay. Okay. Yes, the way she speaks to people does make them feel comfortable. I was literally, I was telling Lee, I was like, the way Sari speaks to people is is exactly how I'm I be hoping people speak to people when they're in the game because she pretends that she's their closest ally. When she's talking to Riley, she's like, girl, I got your back. You're good. Oh my God, you want HL? Riley was crying to her today and she literally started tearing up with her. With her. Like, like uh, when you talk about an empath, like she puts herself in that person's position. She mirrors that person so well to where they think like that's their closest ally, or I really, really want to protect them. It, series in every different variation of the core in the professor side. Red thinks he's in the core with her. She's in the core with Bowie. She's in the brown sugar babies with McCole in them. She has three different core structures, final four structures within the alliance, and it's week one. She has the biggest alliance in the house. It's 11 people wanting to be, work with her in this week one. And a lot of this was her work. She had one-on-one -on -one conversations with a lot of people who did join her alliance with Corey, with Luke, with Cameron. He was, she had a conversation with him. So it's like she was a part of, she was a vital part in making them feel comfortable. And she's keeping her other allies in check. Jerry, you need to calm down. Jerry, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if we're going to claim that our alliance is this, we need to act this way. You know, she's telling her other allies how to act in order to bring these people in, yeah. how to present it in order to bring these people in. She's talking to the people she needs to bring in. And she really helped cause an entire shift in the game when Riley's HOH doing nothing with it. But yes, like it's 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 very, very impressive. Um, she's not a threat. No one wants her out right now. If anyone wins HOH, she's one of the only people whose names haven't been said. Only a few, a handful of people names haven't been said. A handful. And she's <laughs> one of them. So I'm going to give her a 7.5. She's eating it up. Honestly. I think my only fear about Sari, and this is what I said, like, I think she's definitely pulling in some of her Survivor things, <laughs> is because the weather it really is a marathon. You know, when Survivor, there's like two or three days, people are going home. Like, if she was in Survivor, two people will be out by now. You know? Mm -hmm. And I do feel like she might not might be. I just feel like she's do a lot is happening. Like a lot of times, she's second guessing her allies. She's reshifting herself, which I do think is good. It's just I don't want her to burn herself out because yeah. a big reason why this first week was so <clears throat> the way it is is because you have Izzy who is chaotic on her own, and she's revving Sari up, and just together they're just like always on they're always like reassuring with this person bringing in this person locking in this person and it feels like okay so where is like when is she gonna have time to breathe i hope that moving forward it's not just always this intense because i can see it getting to a point where like she's overthinking a situation and that's not the case like even this week she truthfully thought mainly because of izzy that she was the backdoor option for Riley when she was never the case, never going to be the case. Like, that was never an issue for her. So I would just hate if, like, later down the line, she's like, mm, we have to get out Red because Red is talking to Cameron and they're going to bring in Bowie. And, and it's like, get out Red when Jag is still here or get out Red when America's still there. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like I can see something like that happening when she doesn't have to. Like, I, like in Survivor... I get it. Like, you need to always keep your head on a swivel in Survivor because literally we've seen episodes where a group is working together and that night they're voting each other out, you know? And I think she has that mindset, whereas mm -hmm. in Big Brother, it can sometimes take weeks for a shift. Like, yeah. a lot of times once you lock in your core and your majority and y'all are just winning competitions or just staying good socially, you can coast. Like, and it's smart to just coast because sometimes you don't want to you know, heighten your threat level. Yeah. I think what she's 
what she's great at and what she was great at in Survivor is that people naturally don't feel threatened by her. And when she's speaking with people socially, it gives like this woman is really, really with me. I don't think anyone a lot of people who are on the other side, Riley's side of things, they don't think that she's gonna be someone that can win competitions or come after them. And she's leaned in that to that a little more. But if if every week is like this week, I don't know how at some point people don't go, Sari has gotta go. Yeah. Because I do think someone like Izzy is also going to keep heightening that threat level. Like, Izzy right now is the, the target in front of her. But if Izzy goes, then who are we going to go appointed to? Like, like at some point, they're going to realize it's Sari that's been running yeah. this shit. Not Izzy. Not my time. So I just, I just hope that doesn't get in her way. Mm-hmm. It's a long season. I agree. Um, by the end game, it's going to look bad. But we just week one. Mm-hmm. She's the if, if if Jared is still in that in game, it's like, well, until her end, like, and that is going to be her saving grace. It, it, yeah. Like I said, I, I think I tweeted this too. Like, Izzy Loki needs to go. <laughs> I will say Izzy has done a lot of help, but I just feel like in that help, there's some things that I don't know that shows me later down the line she's going to be a liability, and it scares yeah. me for three. <clears throat> but we gonna see. We gonna see. Um, Corey. Now with Corey. I, I find him intriguing. He was the first person who basically flipped on his other lines, but that's because he genuinely, I just don't think liked it. He genuinely said already he didn't like the cool kids, didn't really want to be with them. So that's what helped him kind of uh, propose. And with the help of Izzy, propose this new alliance with him, Izzy, he kind of wanted McCall in it, Serene and Jared or whatever, this new group. Um, and he sold out his other alliance, and he's trying to kind of work with them. And now I think Sari starts to trust Corey a lot. They are now saying, at first they were like, Corey could still maybe go. But now they're saying Corey's kind of good. Mm-hmm. When Sari's mentioning people she she wants out, or when this side is mentioning people they want out, they're starting to say Red before Corey. They're starting to say Cameron instead of Corey. So I think Corey is gradually, you know, climbing his way up the totem pole already. Um, and that's just by not doing too much. Honestly, he he said what he needed to say. He just pledged his loyalty. He moved on. So I like that part of it. But I don't know how Corey can really, really get in there. He's never going to be a part, a part of the brown sugar babies yeah. or a part of the Baba bitches. He's never going to be in the core of that side because they're never really going to trust him 100 percent ever. So even though he's maybe above a Cameron, above a Corey, above a Riley right now, I mean, above Corey, above a Cameron, above a Red, above a Riley right now, he's never going to give above above that. So he's going to have to waver back and forth. And I'm not sure if he knows he needs to waver back and forth. Plus, on this new side he's with, Hassan doesn't like him. Hassan doesn't like this man. Hassan actually hates him. If Hassan was HOH, he might just nominate him just out of pure hatred. So that's not really good that this person hates you when he's spreading your name around all damn day. Um, so that's not good for him either. And the other side is finding out that he flipped and he's not with them, and that's not good for him. So I think he's in an okay position, though. Um, and I like his gameplay this week. And I think he did fine, especially because he was nominated. He made Riley get him off the block damn near. Yeah. I, made Riley get him into the alliance with her that he ended up flipping on. And now he's creating a new kind of structure or trying to. So I think he's doing a lot of things that are good, honestly. Yeah. He's, he's playing the game that Cameron wants to play. <laughs> yeah. He's playing it pretty good. I'm going to give him, right now, I'm going to give him 5.5. I am. Yeah. I do feel comfortable giving him the six this week only because I think he did a lot of good work on his own. Like, getting himself off the block, I think, was really impressive because – 
he he like he was proactive in having that conversation with her. And at the time, she did want to keep him on the block. She was considering targeting him. You know, at, like even like when when Jared kind of threw Kirsten under the bus, and she was like, well, "Okay, well, Kirsten's staying on the block." It was like, so who do I do between Felicia and Corey? And at the time, Jared did help her lead her to the direction of putting Felicia off, but. Corey having this conversation with uh, Riley, she felt like, okay, this guy's going to be indebted to me. Like, what he said he was going to do pre-jury. He was mentioning that he is going to play into being this, like, kid, like, oh, like, I'm just lesser than, like, I want you to pull me in. And it worked. And he got pulled in. And then he was also proactive in realizing, okay, I'm not in this majority. I need to go look for something else. And he has weaseled his way in a little bit. And I do think there are a lot of targets in the way right now that he's someone that's not going to be touched for a while i honestly do not see him going home for a minute the only thing that can mess him up at this point would be him maybe winning an hoh and then having to show his loyalty which then would make him a target i think that he's someone that is now that he's in the group i think he's someone that could start working to not dismantle it but at the end of the day if Cerise side the professor stay in power and they start getting out everyone on the other side like he'll still be here but i can see him being like okay um, Luke or Luke and Cameron, let's try mm-hmm. and win and do, you know what I mean? The issue is, I think Izzy and Sari and Jared himself have done a good job of putting Jared in the position of you guys are on the same level, both you and Jared on the bottom and both of you guys are flipping together. So the issue is when he wants to do that, will he go to Jared and will that fuck him up? Maybe. Um, he's also expressed potentially just wanting to go to the end with Izzy, Sari, and Jared, which I don't really know if that's the case. But I just think short-term right now, based on this week and the next few weeks, I don't think that he's going to be in any position of danger. And if it ends up going back and forth, he's still in one of the better positions because both sides, will, I think, will feel like they need him. Like Cameron, mm-hmm. I don't think the professors feel like they need Cameron. Whereas I think both sides feel like, okay, Corey is our vote. And I think that's really good for him, right, as yeah. of now. Mm-hmm. It's just at this point, like I said, and that goes for a lot of people who are playing in the middle or on the professor's side of thing. Like at some point, it's going if y'all keep winning, people like Bowie, like they're not going to be able to pull Bowie, like they think they probably think they are, because Bowie is indebted to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to be able to pull McCall. They're not going to be able to pull Felicia. So I'm wondering when the Camerons, Luke's, and Corey's of the game basically flip black flip flip back Mm -hmm. and try to work with the remaining people of the younger side because they're gonna need to take out three at some point like she really is gonna have to go Mm because like i think kaisan might be willing to do it but not in three structure i feel like Mm -hmm. even izzy could but not when three's still in the game Mm -hmm. like three's gonna have to go because she is pulling these people she literally has her own orbit like she's pulling these people to her and i don't mm-hmm. see any any way unless she just excludes them herself that they flip i don't that's the issue with the flippers like they flipped to they were that's in Corey's issue was that he was seven and eight he wasn't ever seven and eight he was kind of six um and six isn't that bad six is top six and he kind of flipped to ten you know, he kind of flipped to nine. You went from six and seven to nine and ten, possibly. Um, especially because Siri knows this boy is smart. If he ends up in final ten with the ten, he's probably going home tenth because she knows he's probably the smartest one in this game, other than her. Damn. Um, so that's the issue with the flippers. It's kind of like 
Corey should probably trying to make some of Cerise's side throw the HOH. He should probably want one of the other side to win and take out Hassan. He needs Hassan. If Hassan goes, that's one less person above him and one person who doesn't like him. So if Corey is trying to play as best as possible, he needs to start whispering in their ear, maybe y'all don't need to win it. Who, like, y'all kind of got it. Like, ooh, let me get this. Something like that. <clears throat> because he kind of needs Blue and Riley and them to win HOH and take out one of them because, babe, you're 11, 10. So um, we'll see. He's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, another interesting one to watch is Miss Felicia. Now, Miss Felicia, Felicia eating, her reads are really, really good. Yeah. She has a very good grasp on who's feeling something. Even like back in the day when she was, um, before the, everything was solidified, she was like, I think Blue in America are people we could probably talk to. And it's like, at the time, she was right. Those were the people they needed to talk to. They didn't. They just didn't really go do it. And she kept saying how we kind of need to get out there. We kind of need to start doing this. We kind of need to start doing that. And people kind of mm-hmm. weren't listening to her. But she was one of the first people who was pushing that. She then was one of the ones pushing that we need to solidify. Um, who's in this group. We need to solidify the group altogether. Um, and they kind of weren't listening to that either. Um, once they solidified, she was like, oh, we need to start flipping people. Like, Felicia has been very on it when it comes to the strategy. She almost got herself pulled off the block. Yeah. Riley literally said, I was going to pull Felicia off because of the information she gave me about Kirsten. That's great gameplay. Um, she, it, along with Sari, is grouped into these people who Riley feels really comfortable with. Riley keeps pushing to her side, not Felicia, not Sari, not Felicia, not Sari. And it's like, baby, you can't trust these people. These people don't fuck with you at all. But Felicia is a part of that. Felicia makes them feel comfortable too. Felicia actively talks to a lot of those people who aren't yeah. on her side because she's good with the people on her side. She's in two of the cores, just like Sari is. She's in, she's in as many cores as, as Indy, you know? So she's pretty set up well. I'm sorry. Yeah. And she's been playing good. She's not. She is a final nominee now, but she's not going home. So she's not going home at all. So I'm gonna give Miss Felicia a six point five. Period. I am. I think honestly, I definitely would. Have, I honestly would probably been saying a seven, like some read type shit. But she is nominated this week, so I'm gonna go with the six. I, I love Miss Felicia a lot. I think that because of who she is as a person, people are not gonna touch her. People are not going to want her out. And she's also not, she's being an active player, but, you know, that's not getting in the way of how she's viewed in the game. Um, going down the line, I don't know, because, I mean, if there are equitable competitions, if Miss Swiss get HOH <laughs> and she outright put up like Riley and Jag, or they're going to know, okay, she's someone that we can go after and need to, because clearly she is playing this game, because they don't think she's playing along with Sari. But honestly, um, if their side continues to win moving forward, Sari and Felicia just gotta sit back and chill. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think Sari won't because Sari is in the game uh, a lot more. Like she's 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 moving a lot. She has a hand a lot of pots. She's moving a lot of pieces. Whereas Felicia, she's like you know solidifying her group. She's solidifying her relationships, and she's just kind of you know moving through. So mm-hmm. I do think that she's gonna be in the game for a minute. Like she was only nominated as a pawn this week, and it's because. And that's thing. Kirsten was gone before nominations were even sealed. Like we we've been known Kirsten was going home basically since the fees came on. Goddamn! Mm-hmm. I do not think there's any way this vote is going to flip. And at this point, even if Riley and them wanted to, they don't got the numbers to do it because <laughs> half their lines been flipped. So I think that she's good. I'm interested to see where Miss Wish is going to go because we don't usually have this archetype. The last time we saw it was with Jerry, and if y'all remember, Jerry almost won the game. 
people were going to be down for voting Jerry in that final two people they were able to get there. So I don't know if Miss Felicia have the same journey, but I'm hoping there are some competitions she can win this season so she can just add more to her resume. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, next is Heisman. How do you feel about Heisman? I like Heisar. I like him a lot. Um, I feel like I, I feel like the, a lot of girls are kind of split on Heisam on Twitter because a lot of people don't like that he's dragging Corey through the mud, child. Mm-hmm. Um, lot, and then he also called Carson a bitch, mm-hmm. which was weird. He also said him sure. and Izzy talking shit about Carson this week was just like okay, okay. I, I had to skip. I had to skip through. I, I was not watching those conversations, but I think Heisam as a player. He is really just sketching a lot of people on the other side out. Like, he's very much making himself a target for them. Him winning veto did not help that because they now know. I mean, he came second in HOH. He won veto. I feel like if anyone on this side is going to win HOH, it will be him. And they know he's coming right at them. So if the other side in any capacity gets power these next few weeks, Hysam, if he does not win veto, will be going home. And yeah. that is really terrifying for him because I do think strategically um, and socially with his side, he's set up well. Like, Serena and them recognize that they need Hysam. They need – they because they didn't have many people that first they felt like were going to be able to win comps. So Hysam being their one, they're making sure that he's in their core. But the issue is if he's targeted, it is going to be with Izzy, and that's where the issue comes in at. Mm-hmm. If they're somehow nominated together – do you cut the comp winner for Izzy, chaotic ass, or do you cut Izzy and then risk not winning any more competitions, depending mm-hmm. on how the season goes? Um, and that's really scary because I think he's in a position to where, I mean, if he's targeting these earlier weeks, it probably be next to someone he goes home next to. So he may have to comp beast his way out. Um, someone said Hassan comp beast potential. I definitely see that. I see a Michael Bruner in him. Five five <laughs> HOHs, four vetoes, or vice versa. But so he's not making it that far in this cast. I think he could. I mean, the, Michael made it that far on just winning alone, damn near. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just do feel alone. like if, if they're able to, because I think this is just what happened this week. If they're able to, if they were able to get these the next two HOHs in a row, Hysam could not even be the target anymore. It could be a whole different shift of alliances. You never really know. Mm-hmm. And by that point, he could just get the momentum to keep winning his way out. Um, now is he going to win his way through a hundred days? I don't think so, but you know, and that's my big issue. He's making himself a really, really obvious target. Like people on the other side know he doesn't like them. Or if he hasn't explicitly said it, which he basically has to Corey, they get the sense that he does because if he don't like you, it's very much resting bitch face. I don't like you. I don't care. Like it's giving Regina George. And it's like, no, you're high song. <laughs> well, I wish he did better on that level, but other than that, I think he's done a good job of like just you know really clocking the other side, realizing who was working with who, and realizing who he needed to go with. Because I feel like earlier on he wanted to kind of get with the stronger people too, but he realized like no, like I'm gonna go with the people who I am I who's loyal to me, and I can be loyal to them. Because honestly, earlier on, Hysam was really trying to talk to a lot of those younger people and. Like a lot of the people in the game, they just excluded him. He was not in their core. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, instead of just sitting there and being like, oh, I guess I'm out of it, he went to work. You know, him, Izzy, and I feel like a combination of three, they all kind of came together to like create this side through their connections. And, you know, that's very impressive. But because he's such an immediate target, I'm going with a 5.5. Really interesting. I feel like I would be higher on him because I, I feel like. 
considering his side, like I said, if he's targeted, it's next to one of them. And he's not just staying in that situation. Like, people like Haisam, but those girls, the Baba bitches and things like that, they're talking way more strategically with each other when he's not around. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would be more comfortable if, like, I don't know. I mean, because the core is surrounded around Sari and Jared, it's hard because they have the Izzy, they have the brown sugar babies. There are two cores that you're never going to be able to infiltrate, yeah. and that is what sucks for High Solomon. So I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I'm curious to see where he's going to go from here, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I like I like that. I feel like it's a good chance one of the people on his side is just gonna win, so he won't be a target. If someone on the on the other side does win, I think he's gonna be in hot ass water. But Hassan Hassan can win veto, or if he's nominated against Bowie, uh, Sari already said I want Hassan to be I want Hassan to stay. If he's nominated against the wrong Luke. They were saying they might pawn. He could stay. So he could still stay even on the block as a final nominee if he's against the right person. Um, and I think that it's a lot of, it's very likely he could be against someone he could stay against because the other side is stupid. They're talking about Luke Steele. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so I don't feel that bad about it. I think his gameplay has been pretty decent. It's just the weird, I really, really hate Corey. You can't be doing that. It's super early and you're doing stuff like that. It's halting your game. But he has a connection to Blue, and he's trying to build something with America a little bit. So he does little things that I like. Um, He does little things that I like. And he did help build this side. He was one of the main people who was, along with Izzy and Sari, putting in a lot of the work. So I'm going to give him a five, just because of his slight risk next week. Girl, we on to your bestie. Your best oh my god! I don't know. What I feel like I have a love hate relationship with Izzy. I gotta hate. Like it. let's let's start with a lot of the negatives. Like I said, ever since the feast has been coming on, she has been following Sari around the house, and I just think at it's first funny. it was not an issue, but as the game started going along, as the side started forming. Izzy has started to feel herself a lot. I think being the proximity with someone like Sari, with a combination of her own, I don't even know, has just made her be just this overconfident sometimes, just I just cracked player. Like I don't know, I don't know where her mind goes sometimes. Because like in com- like in the conversation with Cameron, like she's literally getting hyped up about targeting the other side, about how they're not the cool kids, how we're the cool kids, and we're going to show them and fuck them and all this other stuff to where, like, Jared literally had to come down and be like, are you okay? Like, chill out. And she's like, I'm not even, I'm not, no, I didn't, do, I didn't do anything. Like, you were literally just throwing Jared's and Ceree's game under the bus, exposing your entire side for no reason at all. And that. I think that is going to be a liability at some point. Like, if, if Izzy isn't seen as a pair with Isari now, I think she will at some point because every single conversation that Izzy's in, she's mentioning Sari. I think at some point people are going to start realizing, okay, well, maybe it's Sari. May- I-, I can just see that. Yeah. Like, it is week one, so maybe not, but I just feel like she keeps That's even worse. It's week one, she's doing all this. Exactly. Well, she-, she keeps doing things that so far has been working out, but it just takes one time for it not to work out. Yeah. The good thing is, because she knows Izzy and Jared's secret, they're not going to outright target her. And I do think, at least for right now, they're definitely okay with her, and they're very loyal to her. But I can just see how at some point it's going to get annoying. 
it's going to be like, okay, Izzy, because if it's this crazy yeah. in week one, imagine how it's going to be day 60. You know, mm-hmm. we've been with this girl all of this time and she's still just on 10. Because yeah. I feel like there are sometimes like, I do think Sari overthinks, but Izzy's always overthinking and always overanalyzing, and she just puts that on Sari. Mm-hmm. So they're just consistently just bouncing off each other with their chaotic. It, it just gets crazy. It gets so crazy. And she herself was not a target for the other side. Jared was doing a great job of saying, I got Mama Felicia, I got Mama Sari, and I got Izzy. Well, now Izzy then put it on the motherfucking floor of Riley, went up to Riley, and was like, Look, girl. Let's cut the bullshit. Let's stop the motherfucking games, bitch. There's two sides. We're on two different sides. Let's be open with each other. She claimed she wasn't. They, they both claimed they weren't talking to each other. And they both was lying. But she has basically now made herself out to be the leader of that side. And I think that's what she wants to be. Like that conversation with Riley gave very much. Even Riley said this, like leader to leader, like man to man. Okay, I'm coming to you as a woman. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what and that's exactly what it gave. But it's like you're going out of your way to make yourself the head target instead of someone like Heisum, who was he was the head target. You know, there are other people who can get thrown in front of her, but now she's done so much and people see it. Like, even people within the alliance, like Red and Cameron, have mentioned not trusting Izzy like that. Mm-hmm. And I do think Jared and Sari are mainly doing it for the blackmail of it all. So I just feel like if she's acting like this now, it is going to just keep declining. Um, But a positive on Izzy is that she is a very, very active player, which if you're an active player and because she is, she's able to get ahead of a lot of things. Like, Like the entire week you have like Riley crying to Jag and Blue about oh, they're going to pull in Luke. They're going to pull in Corey. They're going to pull in Red. Like, we have to do something. Meanwhile, Izzy's doing it. Izzy mm-hmm. went to Corey and initiated that conversation. Izzy went to Karen yeah. and initiated that conversation. And yeah. she, it's all been working so far. It's something like, why would Izzy do that? You don't, like, you don't think it's going to work out. And then it works out. So I do feel like I want to give her points for that. Um, mm-hmm. But she's done a great job of making her one of, herself one of the biggest targets in the game. So... Yeah. It's hard because I feel like she put in a lot of work this week. Like, yeah. a lot of the reason why they have this huge group going into is the Izzy, play really. is Izzy. It really is. So, I'll say it's a six because I will oh. say I can see them defaulting to getting out high some. I can see them, you know, maybe not touching her. Like, she slightly has someone ahead of her that probably will go home. So, I'll say it's a six based off the work she did alone this week because even mm-hmm. Luke. She was the first one of the first people to reach out to Luke and say, Hey, we yeah. start having conversations. Like, how are you doing? A lot of the times, why people are going to Sari and including Jared has been because of her. And when she's doing it, you're like, Izzy, shut up, don't say their names. But then two hours later, they're all talking and the other person is exposing their entire game. So it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. whatever, whatever juice Izzy got is working, even, even though she's chaotic. I mean. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So I, I'm I'm gonna say it's a six. Yeah, it's it's she really is putting in a lot of work, and I and I like the amount of work she's putting in because it's working. Oh, no, like this time for real. But no, literally. <laughs> but that's the issue. But that's the issue. She's she's the main target for the other side, even above high school. Um, and it's like Ooh, that shouldn't be the case. And even today, you know, Izzy, or last night when Izzy was going off and popping off, and Jared was trying to calm her down. Um, Izzy left the room and Jared was telling Sari, like, we need to calm her down. And Sari was like, no, we don't. She will go home before me. And it's like, ooh. And then Sari said, you know, the core is 
the brown sugar babies, by the way. <laughs> and it's like, ooh. Because at first, I don't think, I think Sari did want Izzy in the core. And it's like, the more Izzy's doing a lot, the more Izzy is just becoming a pawn in the game for Sari. And at first, I felt like it was an ally. It was a teammate. And now I feel like every hour, it's like, this is just someone who's going to go home before me. I have another group. I'm with McCole and Jared. I'm with Hassan. You know, she's making her position worse. And it's only been a week. And it's like, I love all the work she did. But honestly, the work she did was for Sari. She was already good. She had a great relationship with Riley. She had great relationships with Blue. She had great relationships with uh, the Big Alliance. Honestly, Izzy probably would have thrived in the initial um, in the initial structure of the house because Izzy was someone who that other side liked a lot um, alongside Serene and Felicia. And I feel like the initial structure of the house would have helped Izzy a little bit more. But she did. She created this entire new structure that really just helps Serene and Jared at the end of the day. She's doing everything to help Serene and Jared at the end of the day. And she's making herself the biggest target in the house. Now she's the biggest target in the house when she was one of the most liked persons, people in the house two days ago. So it's like she's doing a lot of work for the group. But for Izzy herself, she's not doing good work. She's fucking up her own game. So sure, she helped this big group, but your individual game, you hurt to the utmost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you acting like Christmas. Like, you, 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 she, honestly, if I was Izzy, I wouldn't did nothing. I would let those, the sides be the sides because this other side liked her a lot. Don't know why. But they did. Blue and Riley was going to make a whole, Blue and Jag was going to make a whole alliance with her. Just to make sure that she was good. Like, girl, they liked you. But um, now they hate her. So I'm going to give her a five. Yeah. Because she might go home next week. If someone on this side goes home next week. So that's the thing. I think Hysom could be the target. But if she's nominated. If Izzy's acting like this not nominated. Oof. When Iz, if Izzy gets nominated Oof. as the pawn next to. uh, Even if one of them just win HOH. She doesn't even have to be nommed yet. If Jag wins the next HOH, Izzy's going to run around that house like a fucking chicken with her head cut off. And that's going to be not good for her game. And she's probably going to go home, honestly. So it's just going to be the five for me. Next is Jag. There's so much that happened this week because at the beginning of the week, Jag was really, really good. But now Jag is really, really bad. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? And it's weird because Jag had great gameplay. He knew in in a nut, Jag and Blue, I feel like are the most affected by the Jared and Sari twist because Jag um, was the person who vetoed Sari and Miss um, Felicia out of the alliance because he knew that that wasn't the best uh, structure for him. But he had no way of knowing Jared is literally related to one of them. Mm-hmm. So of course he didn't do that with him. And Jared ended up still in alliance, of course, exposing it and all of that. It was already going to get exposed, but not to the extent. And I feel like that's what sucks. But um, I feel like Jack put in a lot of good strategic work at the beginning of the week. A lot of good strategic work. And I feel like if it had panned out how a lot of other seasons pan out, he would have been good. But it did. And now you're in the ball. So now Jack is in a position where he can't really pivot even if he wanted to. And he's one of the biggest threats, maybe even the biggest threat on the other side, and he's a potential target for the big 11 person alliance that has now been created. He didn't do a lot of good work with the people in his alliance and keeping them on his side. He tried to do this whole, you know, where we don't have to talk to each other, we don't have to be an alliance. Baby, y'all aren't the cookout. You did. Um, He didn't really do it. And he didn't really include or, or continue up his relationship with the people outside of the alliance until it was too late. So I feel like he did a lot of negatives in at the end of the at the end of the week. And it sucks because all of that good work he did, it's like it doesn't really matter because baby, it doesn't exist. 
him and Riley have been talked about most, I feel, as two of the potential targets. So it's looking real bad for him. Unless he literally wins a choice himself, baby, he probably could go home next week. And that's not good either. Um, I'm going to give him a four because of the strategic work at the beginning. But um, he probably going Yeah. And like I was saying, um, I was saying earlier in the podcast, but also off the podcast, that like one of the big things is that I don't think that Jag is just proactive enough. Like um, he was, I think, one of the smarter players on that side, him and Blue. Um, and when they created the alliance, like they were just not solidifying themselves. Like there's no reason why Luke is not working with them. I don't like that. That doesn't make any sense to me because Luke has been talking yeah. to you guys for days. And that's why Luke is pissed off because he's like, I'm having conversations with Jag and he's just it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And even now when the Alliance is exposed, I like that he's keeping a calm head. He's cool, calm and collected. However, it's, 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 it's not helping him, you know, like, like Riley's freaking out and blue is being, you know, going to people and trying to form something like with Hysam and Izzy. Jack is just like, well, I'm just going to have conversations with them and, you know, talk about, you know, my experiences and, and, you know, just basically try to socially bond with them. And it's like socially bonding with them on like day seven is not going to do anything, especially when it's a split season. Like, I think that, they're still not underestimating, but not realizing that this side is the is the group that y'all thought y'all was forming. Like yeah. you didn't think y'all would be in, uh, impenetrable, and y'all are. Like they like they broke y'all down, and it's like instead of like trying to like I think Cameron did too much, but I think Cameron had the right idea of like trying to you know, put himself in a way of like, you guys can use me or you guys can work mm-hmm. with me. They're not even trying to do that. They're just trying to talk to them. And it's like, yeah. unless they win HOH, it's not going to be good because Jag is one of the people that they see as their heavy hitters. Like they see that people are socially connected to him. They see him as one of the leaders next to Riley. And I feel like Riley is honestly based off today. She could be crying her way out of the target spot. And yeah. if that's the case, I do think it would default to him or blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give him a 4.5 as well. Uh, I don't think that he's just out. I can see Riley, Cameron, Blue going before him, but he needs to do something else. It can't just be, I'm just going to go talk to him because at some point you will just go. And that yeah. and that's the big issue. It's like what it, what it seems to be turning into, <laughs> depending on how the competitions go, um, there is no other side. It's just the re side. So it's like the split almost has to come between the Sari side, but it's like yeah. they, you can't break them up the way they broke you guys up because they have a foundation that's way stronger than the foundation of the eight that they created. Yeah. So Literally. we'll see how it's going to go for Mr. Jag, but it's we will. Yeah, I think I'll give him the 4.5 too um, because I agree there's a way that Cameron could go, Riley could go still, but Ooh, it's bad for him. He really needs HOH. If anybody needs HOH, it's him. And honestly, another reason I want to give him 4.5 is because if he wins HOH, maybe next week he probably get an 8. Because they probably all flipping back to the 8-person lines. It's going to get family style down. And he's probably going to be in the center of it. So there's that. Next is Jared, our winner. Winner of Big Brother. Can you stop saying that three is going to win? I think Jared is probably going to win the season. It's week one, but it's like He's in the best position. I just don't see 
he he's in a, good, a best position, and at first he was going to fuck himself up out of it, but because his mom, one of the best players in reality TV history, is here, she's able to reposition him for herself. Like she's able to remind him, oh wait, you need to calm down. Oh wait, don't do that. Oh wait, don't get mad at Izzy. Oh wait, you need to not say this. So her reminders are really adjusting, tweaking the issues with his game, and he's really, really listening to what she's saying every time she says it. And it's tweaking all of the problems he has with this game. He wouldn't be that good of a player, but I think that help is really, really making you him see it as that? a beast. Who? Which who is you, who? You see it as that? I see it I as what? Well. I, don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't see it. As, I mean, I think that, I think he's had, as in the beginning, it was kind of sloppy, but mm-hmm. I don't think that he took any of her advice to his game. I think that What's happening now is that so much turmoil is happening from the other side being created that Jared is just out of it. And I think it's that, both. Well, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just didn't see any any advice that she gave to him that he applied. Honestly, <laughs> I felt like I felt like whenever she said you need to calm down and stop talking, he hasn't been talking that much these last two three days. The way he was, he was getting very sporadic and very erratic. And then she had a conversation with him about how he needs to calm that shit down. And it looks like he calmed that shit down. It could have just been because everyone else got hyped up. Yeah, um, but but I think it was both. I think everyone got hyped up, but he also is way less active than he was at first. Um, so I, I kind of felt like it was both. And I kind of felt like, not even kind of felt, he admitted if Sari wasn't here, he wouldn't have done any of it. He would have just been with the big eight and he would have been out of the core. Yeah. He would have been not in the core. He would have been in a at the bottom, and he would have been loyal to it. And he probably would have been still being a little bit sporadic how he was at first. Um, but in this game, he's not, and I think it is a little bit of the help of Sari. But he's still. A good I think Sari being be, be, being in being the there. game just in general because yeah. he is able to be this double agent playing between both sides, and that's only because Sari is there. Because if Sari was not there, he would not be in the middle at all. You're right. Yeah. Um, like it's so like, that, like that's that's thing. So everything that's happening this week is because Sari is there because there would be no other side. Yeah, there wouldn't be people yeah. slipping because there is no power or or I think like Sari really is that side's like center and like she is what whether it's even though it's Izzy out there talking to the person or Hassan's talking to the person like it's Sari's mm. presence that's really like wrapping this all together. So I agree with that in a way. Yeah, and that's the thing they haven't found out that Terrence is leaking info, and it's because he does a good but. This is another thing. It's it's I don't the whole advantage thing, unfair advantage thing, I, I don't know how to take it because I kind of feel like he has the ability to ignore Sari and Izzy way longer than other people on that. Like Red. When Red goes to talk to people, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Jared doesn't have to talk to them at all. He can put a lot of time into talking to Jag and them without it being seen as threatening because Sari and Sari got them on lock. Y'all not gonna target Jared. And I think that's a benefit. Um, and I think that's why they're not going to find out Jared is leaking. Because all he does all day is talk to them. He talks to Jag and Riley way more than shit. Riley and Jag talk to each other. He was talking to Jag all damn day. See, yeah. and, and, and that is a, a luxury. I'm not giving him, like, I'm not saying, oh, this is why I'm going to rate him a different thing. It's not going to affect his rating. But it is a luxury that he has. He can just sit there and talk to them all day. So I don't think they're going to find out he leaked it. That's why when they're going through the people it seemed like they almost thought it was Jared, but then they remembered they were literally talking to Jared all damn day. And yeah. he had right, it was like, I just had a two-hour conversation with Jared. He's good. It's not him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it sucks because, no, baby, it's him, but also it sucks because Jared probably, if if, 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 if Sari wasn't his mama, he probably wouldn't have that luxury, but he does. 
So sucks for y'all. Sorry. Um, I think he's in a super good position. Probably the best even above Sari. I don't think anyone's going to find him out anytime soon. And I think if anything comes up, Sari's going to nip that shit in the bud for a good long time. I think Jared is in here for the long haul. And honestly, he hasn't harmed his game that much at all. Even when he was being sporadic, no one was being mad at him. No one was mad at him for it that much at all. You know, I think people were chilling. People were still chilling. Even when we were, I was kind of nervous. People in the house wasn't. No one was saying his name. People still not saying his name. I'm giving him an eight. Ooh. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't see no time soon. Jared is locked for final five. And see, I think, I think, I definitely feel that it just depends on, because like, like I've already mentioned, there aren't really sides anymore. Like, like, so if he were to win age like he wants to do, he is going to just put up two people on the rally in them side. And then that's when they realize, oh, this man has been playing us this entire time. They now, their numbers real. are dwindling, but yeah. depending on – because Corey, Cameron, Luke even, yeah. they're not in the professors, you know? So I do think there is a way that they could be pulled back over, and that could mess him up. But it just – I mean, we're going – like we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to go back and forth or whatever have you. But like you mentioned, like because of Sari being his mom, he's really able to – to stick with them the entire day and play socially with them well. Like, in his conversations, like, people are, like, he, he's basically just pledging his loyalty every time I feel like he's speaking with one of them. Yeah. And they're being very open with him, not realizing that he's taking it all back to the other side. I think mm -hmm. that, 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 and I will say, like, that's what would suck overall, I feel like, if Jared were to end up winning, because I think a lot of the work that's helping him is Izzy's and Cerise, because... Mm -hmm. Specifically, Izzy, she went to Cameron and she's like, well, I'm yeah. close with Sari and Jared and Corey. And yeah. they're all flipping, so you should flip too. She went to Corey. She was like, well, I'm close with Jared and Izzy. And, and then told them to Jared talk to Jared. So he's like, go talk to Jared. And he's in a position to where like he can play it up. Like, yeah. like Because he has information mm -hmm. with them. Like, yeah, I, I'm at the bottom. I feel like, you know, da, 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 da. and then he can go right back to Jag and Riley and them and lie straight to their face. And mm -hmm. right now, everyone's keeping him secret. I don't, I don't think that it's just something that he's going to be able to skate to the end though i do think it could be outed or it could he can get caught up and mm -hmm. i think it could get interesting if he gets caught up because he has shown that he can go kind of sporadic so i can see mm -hmm. it happening again we'll just have to see i also do not think they are hiding the relationship that they have well at all like even yeah. though people don't know that their mom and son he's walking around the house calling her mama Felicia. Cool. And at some point, people are going to be like, well, this is a trio or this is a foursome of some, mm -hmm. of some sort, you know? So I just think that these things, like this is week one and it is impressive, but I just do think that some of those things do need to be cleaned up if they are going to be sitting at the end. Now, mm -hmm. there is a possibility that Suri so has done such a good job of setting up all of the groups in this eight to where by the time they notice it, it's too late. I can see if it's like it literally it's down to like them and a few people on the other side. It's like they have the numbers. They'll have McCall. They'll have Izzy. They'll have Jarrett. They'll have Bowie. They'll have Felicia. Like it will be too many people to go against them. And it's like the further you go into it, he's like, well, McCall's going to stick with them because she has brown sugar babies. Izzy's going to stick mm -hmm. with them because she knows the secret. Felicia's going to stick with them. So there's a lot of things that's just looking good for him. Um, but like I said, it would just suck because a lot of that strategic work, like I think he's doing great socially, but a lot of that strategic work is coming from Sari and Izzy. So yeah. I'll definitely say it's a seven because let's say Izzy goes because Sari isn't even as active as Izzy, you know? 
uh, Izzy really out here in a lot of these conversations, like moving, like just, you know, placing people in place. Like, you need to go talk to Suri and Jared, have a conversation later. Because that's what Cameron ended up crying with Suri later. She told him, you need to go speak with Suri later. They cried, and then he got into the alliance, you know? So I just feel like, let's say Izzy goes, or somehow Suri gets targeted. Like, what I, I would like, what basically, what would Jared do on his own? And mm-hmm. that is like, mm, so I don't mm-hmm. know. But for right now, I'll, yeah, I'll say it's a seven. Yeah, I do want to do a 7.5 because I said I wasn't going to factor in the fact that his mama there, but I just got you because I think Jag and Blue would have had that nigga snowed. Like, I mean, he Matt, thought he was a Matt, Matt and Luke had them snowed. Matt, like, 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 I just feel like he was just a little too unaware. at Like, that's that thing. Everything in the game shifted when the actual alliance was created and then he snitched. But he seemed like he didn't even know he wasn't going to be in the core of it. And it's like, how you didn't know that? So I'm going to do a 7.5. Next is Kirsten. Girl, she gone home. Um, she did do a lot, but I don't think she did as much as a lot of other first boots and a lot of other people. And I don't think she did as much as they were saying she was doing. I felt like she's put in a lot of, you know, decent work, but she can only do so much. She's trying to waver the line between not doing too much, but still trying to campaign. And it's like, girl, that's so difficult. I feel bad for the girl. I'm just giving her a 2.5. Um, she's going home, but I feel like I don't think she did too much. She didn't even get nominated. She get, she lost a competition that was four and men to win, cool. and she's a whole woman. Like it was a physical workout competition, and she was against the two one Olympian in high school. Big ass, yeah. baby, you was losing that, and I think she was only nominated because of that. And it's like that's already unfair as it is. So I'm not, yeah. not going to. I, I feel I feel bad for Kirsten because I feel like a lot of people are grouping it with like I'm, I go to like Pow Pow and Joey from BB16, like how they kind of like was doing too much and that's how they became targeted because they were creating alliances here or trying to blow this up here and you know she was walking around the house spilling a lot of tea and saying a lot of things but i do just think like the situation that she was put in like you said losing that competition it's just like i mean like once the target is painted on you in that way especially in this first week like this like a lot of people are just going to join the bandwagon so they don't become the first target. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening to Kirsten in this way. Like, no, like at this point, like you mentioned, like no one is even going to acknowledge her or listen to her pleas of safety because they're like, well, I mean, you're the first target. Like you've been deemed the first target. You have to go. And then the game can start. Like people are not even acknowledging her as a player in their mind when they're thinking about the next week or the week after, because they already think that she's out. And I don't, I mean, there's real, I mean, I think like, she could flip it now. She, she could try to go to Riley and them and be like, this is a side. Clearly you need me as a number. whoop de whoop de whoop But it's just like, that would still take a lot because you have people like Felicia and Sari who Riley feels like she's with. So it's like, there's a lot going into why she will not be able to overcome this. I think the big issue is that she wasn't, she wasn't a fan. She didn't understand the game that well. And she kind of just got put into a situation I mean, that was going fast. Like, this is a very, very quick first week. Her and Luke yeah. were the only two out of groups, and they know the least about the show. So it does suck, um, but I'll just say it's a two, unfortunately. Um, girl, what are you saying, Riley, to the self of it, girl? Girl, it's not giving Paloma, is it? They said Fee's been down for an hour. And she was oh, so the eviction is canceled. Oh, so the eviction is canceled. Oh, yes, please not. Please tell me that's what's happening. Please tell me that's what's happening. I would gag if Kirsten stayed because that girl quit. 
It would be BB24 all over again. So did she go into the diary room and then they ended up going? She's been in there a while and the fees went off. I don't, off trust, I don't trust Twitter because Twitter be saying shit. I don't trust Twitter. I don't, I'm just seeing the fact that the, the fees have been fees off cut. for an hour. Why the fees off for an hour? Send her ass home. Please, yeah. please do it for us. Do it for us. I will say she just seems emotionally exhausted. Like uh, Riley. Like, she hasn't slept. She, she hasn't, hasn't slept, slept in a while. And like she, she basically said today, like, this. Like this isn't how I want to be perceived. Like I, like I don't. She did not realize how nasty Big Brother can get, and she has been emotionally stunted because of it. Like it, it's, it's really sad to see because she's breaking down. Every conversation this girl is breaking down. So baby, if you need to bow out uh, and Kirsten oh, say, yeah, they said he's only been off for twenty minutes. Oh, My, someone, just be someone said Kirsten's karma. Mm. That would be nasty. But, yeah, I just like, it, it really sucks for Kirsten because, uh, and she even got emotional this week because I think she was feeling the same thing. Like, people who she thought she would have an indebted trust in, mm-hmm. they were some of the main ones throwing her under the bus. So, I mean, it sucks, but we're here now. Yeah. Um, boom, on to Luke. Luke not doing nothing. Wasn't even included with the white people, how usually they are. So, it's like, you're not even doing that. He don't got no friends for real. Matt don't like him because he said, Matt, don't worry about what we talking about when Matt asked him what somebody said. So Matt's been a problem. That's what he said to look Matt for real? Yes. Matt told what America. Did he he, to Matt? Girl, Matt told America. I actually have the, the, the update pulled up by accident right here. Matt told America that Luke asked, and he asked this to people all the time, but he asked Matt, or he, Matt asked Luke, hey, can you let me know what we're saying? And Luke was like, don't worry about it. And Matt said he keeps telling him that. He always tells him that whenever he's asked to explain what's going on. So Matt was like, that's why I don't like him. And he's going to be nom. So so Luke's going to go be nominated by his own people. I mean, it's crazy because it's, it's, it's both sides of the coin. Like, the eight should never have been ostracizing them from their mm-hmm. group. Luke only spoke to them. Yeah. And, and, now, he, and they felt like he didn't speak to them enough. They're like literally when they kept talking about thinking about Adam Luke, they were like, he really just doesn't talk to us that much. So it's like we really don't trust him that much. We yeah. really don't like him that much. And it's like he's just bad at the game. Yeah. If that's the and, case. But now it's like now it's like it's to the point where like these people that he's been close socially with, he's realizing that they're working together against him. He's been told that Riley was gonna backdoor him this week. So yeah. he's fired up and he's over it. That Sagittarius energy that he talked about preseason is coming out. Because every time he talks about that side, he's calling them idiots. He's calling them dumb. He mm-hmm. feels like Jag and and it specifically Jag is like trying to um, boss him around or like question him and things mm-hmm. like that. It's like it's it's crazy. Like that's why I said I started believing the twin rumors because I'm like this man woke up and was just like, well, fuck them. Mm-hmm. I'm in the game now. But like I said, it's bad because even though he's with the reason them side, I don't think that they're necessarily just loyal to him i think he could easily be put up and if let's say literally if matt win and put up luke it's like what because at the end of the day if he goes up he's gonna go home regardless at this point if he goes up he's gonna go home if he's put up by people that should be working with him or at least trying Mm -hmm. then that is crazy so it's gonna Mm -hmm. be a three for luke (laughs) i don't need luke to do a little bit more but i think that he the way he is like and i said this preseason like this man is clearly in the clouds i don't think he's on planet earth and he's proven that in the game so i don't think luke will ever be in a position or a space to where he's going to be able to 
really get out of this spot fully. Yeah, like I think he's gonna be he'll like be dragged game. along, but he doesn't yeah. have the game sense to really work his way out of this. I mean, unless, like I said, it just goes this back and forth and we the people start shifting, which could happen. This is a crazy first week. I can see how this season this voting block shift here. Yeah. We do this here, a group works here. Um, he might be good because now he's in a free agent position, but I think he's also someone that can fucking fuck that up himself because the reason why he even got in this position is because he actively just, you know, stayed away from game talk. Like they didn't want to include him because he didn't want to talk game. And now he's down to talk game, but they don't want him. And now Serena locked him up, but they're not sharing any real secrets with him. So it'll just be really interesting to see his past from here. I kind of wish he just did go home this week. Um, but Riley is not real enough. Like, that's the thing, girl. Like, you could have just got out of Luke and be good. But no. Been good. <laughs> she would have been bad. would have been bad. But, I mean, they bad either way. So, yeah. Luke could have been going home without cursed. I'm going to give him a 2.5. No thoughts? I'm going to give him a 2.5 because I'm getting mad at three. Now, and I don't want to give him the same thing because I feel like Matson, at least he was in the alliance. So, Matt is in the alliance. That is all. Lee, what are your Somebody thoughts? Somebody said feed the back. <laughs> Period. I have no thoughts on Matt for real because Matt, Matt got invited into an alliance because he was chill and cool, and he sat in the alliance and that's it. The alliance got decimated, broke up. He has done no help to, to find that out. He's done no help to keep the alliance together. They asked him to reel in Luke, and he didn't reel in Luke. That was his job. He didn't do it. Blue was worried about Hassan and them. You need to be worried about Luke. He didn't do that. Um, he's done not much at all. He has, he doesn't even have the best relationships in the alliance. It's only five people, and America's closer to all of them than him. So it's like, I, I, he's just not doing much, and he's not providing much. I think he could could win a comp, but he also couldn't. He could just be nominated as a pawn to get out Riley, or Jack can win veto, use it on Riley, then Matt goes home. Good luck. Yeah. So it's three for me. Not much. I feel I feel bad for Matt because a lot of the reasons why I think he's not too involved, at least socially, is because I mean he mentioned on the feeds this week like he can't hear in group conversations. So he mm-hmm. you know he has to speak in very specific ways. And usually when it's about you know one on one situations, and he's been doing a lot more one on ones, but for the most part, he really has not been able to communicate in these group settings, which they mainly speak in. And like mm-hmm. that's why I feel like when the when the alliance is speaking, like if you ever just watch him on the feeds, like you can tell he's not really like you can't hear him. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because like I feel like Big Brother, like they want to cast they they want to cast um people with these different these different um diverse qualities about them, but they're not accommodating those diverse qualities. Like mm-hmm. Felicia 63 and then HOH is running on a balance meeting. Please, you know what I mean? Or, like, what if what if Felicia got on that thing where she had to pump the shoe? Yeah, she would have lost. Like, let's be freaking honest here, you know. And then we have uh, um, um, Matt with his uh, hearing disability, so it's like he even mentioned, like, in competitions, like, what is he gonna do when they're telling them the rules? Are they gonna be closed captioning? Like, what if he's not able to understand what to do? Mm-hmm. So, it just, it just sucks that. That is the reason why he's not able to fully immerse himself in the game. But I will say, even on his one-on-one conversations, he really, like you said, did not provide much. He has he's went out of his way a little bit more to talk to people on one-on-one, but it's like it's still 
it still could be more just overall. Mm-hmm. But I will say his name really have not come out about the target at all. They're worried about a lot of people other than him because he's not as involved and they recognize that. So I don't think he's going to be going home anytime soon, but he's really just not adding much. So I'll say it's a four. Okay. I agree. I feel like I wish he was, because that's the thing I agree with all of the, the accommodations part of it all, but I just feel I feel like he, like he can't even hear the rules. So it's like it doesn't HOH and he can't even hear the rules. Is he going to be able to win it? Like, because that's his main yes. thing he's talking about being a comp beast. But it's like, what if you literally cannot understand the rules? Like, yeah, I feel like he, he, I wish he overcompensated like for that by having more one on ones. Like, I was thinking, I was like, well, if I was in the game and we just had a group conversation with the alliance, I probably would have pulled Matt to the side, try to make a bond. Woo-doo-doo. I'm surprised Matt isn't after the conversation. Snatching blue up, running down to me. Snatching jag up, like I, I, I it, it sucks. But also, his activeness isn't there for me. He's not being enough active enough for me because he doesn't, he doesn't even do that a lot. In his one on ones, like you said, he's not doing that a lot. So I was like, oh, that's a. Um, next, we have the real winner of the season. Jared was a lie. McCall is winning this motherfucker. Mother McCall. I feel really good about McCall. At first, I was a little nervous, but she's like the only person playing it cool, but not too cool. And she didn't get, she's not fucked in this uh, butt fuck alliance. And she's playing it cool. Like American, her, I guess their similarities, I feel like McCall's doing a little bit better. She has a bond with Corey that she's keeping up. And she approached America about a little bond that they can have to do the little whole two sides thing. And she's in this big group with the 11. She's in the core kind of. She's in one of the cores with the brown sugar babies. And I think McCall just isn't going to be anyone's target for a good long time. And she seems to have a great game since she knows who to talk to, when to talk to them, what to talk to them about, and how to get them kind of on her side. And I love that for her. Um, Honestly, I think she's the only one who was able to successfully play week one like week one. Mm -hmm. Like, don't do too much. Don't get caught up stay in a good position but also not be a target and i think she did it really really well and i think she's in a great position um i i kind of wish she had a little bit more longevity like she only has the brown sugar baby core and it's like we never know how true she's also in the bye bye bitches core oh she's also in the bye bye bitches um and i'm not sure how true because like Sari is with her son Jared and Sari are always going to be the real, real core. So it's like they could choose wherever the fuck they want to choose, you know? So it's not like the, the, the strongest thing for me, but I still love it for her. Um, and I love our gameplay. But it's just not, it's not the typical active gameplay. It's kind of like a, I'm laid back, I'm going to have my bonds here and there, and I'm going to make sure I'm doing this, this, and this. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind of like, hmm, let's see where this goes for her. So I'm going to give her a seven. I'm going to give her a seven, and I'm going to see where it goes for her. Um, I think I think McCall is in a good position. I definitely would just need to see her with a little bit more. Um, like I think she has social connections, but she's no one's number one, and that can be a good thing when, when regarding like you know um, safety. Because I think she's surrounded by a lot of people who are going to be targeted in front of her by the other side. Of course, if her side wins, she's good. She's in two cores that are probably going to be towards the end of this game. But it's just that, like, I don't think anyone is looking out for McCall on that level. She 
reached out to this thing with America, which I don't really think is going to go anywhere. I mean, it could at some point, but eh. I want her to really work on this thing with Corey. I think her and Corey could actually be a pretty good duo because at the end of the day, because three and Jared are related in that way, like no one should be going to the end with them at all. And my fear is that McCole will be going to the end with them because he also got the brown sugar baby thing. She actually really enjoys their company and things like that. So I think that is what's scary about her because I think she will be safe because of proximity. But I mean, once they want her to go home, I think she'll just easily go home because she has no one looking out for her in that way. There's a lack of agency that she has because of the positioning she's in. Like the other side did not want to bring her in, which I don't understand. Um, and then Sari and them side, they are they have brought her in, but they are all interconnected. And I just feel like she, I just feel like McCall always just get left out a little bit. Like it's just like she's always yeah. like a second an afterthought, that's and I, like I said, I think it'll be good for her for these next few weeks. But there's gonna be a time in the game where I think she needs to just turn it on a little bit more, and I don't know how that's gonna go for her. And that kind of scares me because if it is a if it goes if it is a, if it stays a split, and the other side win, they keep going back and forth. They keep going back and forth. If if it gets to the point where Sarisa just decimated a little bit. She's gonna be the pawn to go up. She's gonna be one of the people that could potentially go home in some way. So. Someone said Felicia just dropped her mic in the water just now again. Oh, Felicia did it again. I know they're about to sit. If Shima got sent home, send Miss Felicia home. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. This is like number six. You can't keep why is she around so much water? Right. Fuck. I think I think person going home this week from McCall is also really great because she was getting grouped with her a little bit. And if cookout rumors get started somehow in this season i think it'll be the jared miss felicia cerise out of things and she is not necessarily fully seen with that so i just mm-hmm. kind of want her to keep doing this like i think she should have a final to a song get one with america get with blue get with you know just start being put in a position to where people feel like i need mccall because it doesn't feel like that's the case i'm hoping that she's able to just stay in under the radar type thing because i would love if she were to win or to make it that far but it's just that like i i can't shake the feeling that once someone is like, oh, well, we don't need her, or she can go, she will just go. And that's scary. Yeah. So I'll say it's a six. How you feeling about Red? Red, I really like Red. Um, He's definitely way more aware and perceptive than I thought. Um, looking at the season, like the duds, no shade to my sister, is uh Kira Kira a little bit because she's not a fan. Luke, also not a fan. Bowie, also not a fan. And I thought Red was going to be in that category. I thought Red was going to come in here and just do nothing or just be Red, good old Red. But no, he's very perceptive. I think he kind of, like Luke, realized I'm not being pulled in situations and there are clearly sides and I need to figure out who I'm going to go with. And when he realized that, you know, he was going to Riley and them because he mentioned he wants to be with the stronger people. But then that is when uh, Sari, Izzy, and them solidified him with the professors. And once he has now been solidified with that group. He has been seemingly very loyal. Um, I will say Sari, Izzy, McCall, they're kind of upset because they feel like he did too much bringing Cameron in, and they also feel like that Red, Cameron, and Bowie have some sort of relationship that they're going to use to capitalize themselves over the Baba bitches and the brown sugar babies, and Sari does not like that. I don't think Red is thinking in that manner. I think Red was just thinking, like, he's the closest person I got in the house. I love working with you guys. I'm loyal to you guys. And 
that's what sucks for Red because if his own allies isn't trusting him, I can see them being like, oh, okay, he got to go. Mm-mm, it's too it's too much. So I'm just hoping over time, like, he's able to kind of, you know, dead those rumors a little bit um, because him, I think, in a similar position to McCole, it's like just not in not anyone's priority, it seems. Like, except Cameron's, but being Cameron's is not a good thing. Yeah. Right now, like, Nothing. he's in the professors, he's needed by an alliance, and the other side... I don't think it's going to target him. It doesn't like Riley, Matt, Blue, Jack, none of them are ever mentioning targeting Red. And I do think he's safe with his group for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Red, honestly, this week, I'll say. Ooh. I'll say the six for him too. Um, I think he's he's very he's he's just a very aware player. And I do think that he's the type of someone that's gonna be like, he's gonna wanna be like Corey. Like how I mentioned Corey will probably be like, okay, well, now it's time to pull. Bowie and maybe Luke or pull this person and you know I can see him not just getting clipped by the alliance like he's gonna fight to stay because I didn't realize that he would do this now like go up to people and be like hey I know their sides like he literally named Riley's entire alliance to her (laughs) and said basically you gonna add me and she didn't he was like oh (laughs) well fuck y'all so it's really interesting like I think a lot of a lot of these players like this is week one. Like, it feels like we're talking about players in week three, like you said earlier, yeah. but like, this is still week one. So I have no idea how, where Red is going to go from here <laughs> at all. Yeah. I, I like Red, and, and this is what I was thinking he could do when I picked him on my draft. I was like, I think he could. Um, and I also said the same thing for Bowie. I was wrong for one, but I was right with Red. And Red did approach Heisen. When he got invited into the alliance, he approached Heisen. He said, we need to be a final two, basically. And there was a conversation about him trying to find someone who can be his number one. And I like that he's looking for it because it it makes me feel well, he's looking for it within the alliance. I feel like that's something McCole kind of needs to do is find someone within the group like Heisen. Honestly, McCole should probably be trying to get link up with Heisen too. Someone within the group that she can link up with, because if that group gets to the end, like you said, it's like, ooh. Um, so I like that Red is thinking about it already because he did approach him. And I think Red has a lot of good game sense because Bringing Cameron in, even though it was risky and they kind of are annoyed by it, they're going to get over it because they have no choice. There's a lot of other people on the other side. And also, it could help Cameron maybe not be targeted. And Cameron is the one person on the other side who he doesn't need to be targeted. And if this can help that, then that's also good. I'm going to just give him the 6-2. I see a lot of potential with him. I think he has a good upside if he can make it further in the game because I think he's savvy enough to try to kind of sneak around. Um, Last is Riley. I don't feel good about Riley. She didn't even, she wanted the original alliance to be Sari, Jared, all of Jared's allies and her and freaking Luke and and, and Jag and Luke was Jared's allies too. It's just like, it, it wasn't even a good alliance for her. And then all she did was make it the alliance that Jag wanted it to be. And then after that, she got convinced by Sari that Sari trusts her the most. She got convinced by Izzy, told Izzy damn near the whole alliance. She got convinced by Corey to bring him off the block. She got convinced by Cameron to add him to the alliance. She is convinced by Miss Felicia to tell her her whole entire alliance. She is convinced by Sari today to cry with her. Like, Riley's just not good at not being influenced. She's constantly, constantly, constantly influenced. And she's not doing any good work. Even when people, the only thing she finds out are things that are told to her explicitly. She hasn't been able to strategically notice anything, it seems like. She didn't know there was another side until she was told there was another side. 
by Cameron. And then when she was told there was another side, she wasn't even able to do anything about it but complain. When she was told Luke wasn't with him or she knew what Luke wasn't with him, she didn't do anything but complain about him not being with them um, and cry a little bit. And it's like she isn't really doing good in that regard. What she is doing good is being white and a woman. And that is helping a lot of her bonds. Corey really wants to be with her. Cameron really wants to be with her. Jag got her on lock. She's still with Blue. So a lot of the people who have flipped still like Riley. So they can definitely influence it for her to not be the one targeted. So that's good. Um, but other than that, nothing else is really good. She probably is going to be the main targeted next week. Um, and if she can get saved by Cameron, of course, she'll just be targeted a week after that. Um, honestly. So I don't think it's going to be good for her because I don't think she can strategically do shit, especially yeah. without an HOH. So I'm going to give her also a 3.5. Mm-hmm. No, a 3. That's what I think what's so interesting about Riley is that, like, I think she had a good initial sense. And I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be a Daniel or a Frenchie first HOH week. Like, okay, we may get a good first HOH week for the first time in a new era. And it was starting off like that, but it just went downhill. And it, I think it just, I mean, she seemed like someone that could easily be a leader or the core of an alliance. But it just, it showed very quickly that Jag and Blue. Should, probably probably should have been better if they had this first situation because like her with the power like she's sharing information to people that shouldn't be sharing it to people that are asking who's in your lines she's just straight up telling them but one thing i do think that riley has done well is that i think i mentioned this earlier like everyone in her core her group they still want to work with her even people who are flipping Corey is still saying i will not put you up i'm not coming after you cameron is going to the other side vouching for her and i do think there are people on the other side who are looking her on her as a looking at her as a threat, but even Izzy mentioned like she has self-imploded so much that like should we really be targeting her? I personally do not think Riley should be targeted at all. I think it should be Jag. I think it should be Blue. I think Matt could go over her. I think that she has she has proven that she is just not cut out for this game. Like if she wins again, who's to say she won't just listen to what Serena Flynn should say to do? Literally, yeah. I think that she is so snowed easily by a conversation that. You can keep this girl, and she will be okay. Like, get yeah. out. If you get out Jag, you get out Blue, she's lost. Yeah. Like, she actually listens to Cameron's advice. That's how in the clouds Riley has gotten. Like, I just think that she really is not cut out for this game. Like, emotionally, she has been breaking down this entire week. So, I say leave her in the game. <laughs> like, she's just going to self-implode. Like, she's yeah. not able to create these social connections that she needs. Like, that's why she wanted her eight for those safety reasons, but now that the eight is diminished, she's lost. She's fully lost because she isn't able to go and create any other relationships. But I don't know, because right now, right now, are they saying still her? Are they still saying target her? They're they're saying Cameron her or Jag. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't fully let they they've actually been mostly saying Cameron today. It changes every day though. It changes yeah. every day. So I think it'll probably end up on Jag. Because they've been saying a little bit this night, Jag is the strongest one they believe, and Jared has been saying that too. That's what um, I'm saying. I just think I think that she still has a chance to not necessarily go so soon, but Riley's the type of girl. <laughs> and she don't go home next week. She'll win the third HOH, and then she'll yeah. have to go. That's so I, I'll say I'll say it's a I'll say it's a three point five. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think that she's down and out because like honestly yeah. socially. 
I think she's done well for herself. She would be doing better if she would get out of her HOH room and actually go talk to the other side. I genuinely feel like if she kept open communication with the professors, that she would not have been in this situation. But someone just said it. Like, she isolates herself. Like, she sat in the HOH room all week talking yeah. to her group. And then when they found out about them, she just sat up there more. Like, nothing yeah. else has changed. And now it's to the point to where, like, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk to you now. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I just I just peep the top four. You <laughs> <laughs> be looking so that biased. Was not, that was not on purpose, y'all. You be looking so biased. <laughs> I'm biased with something. Oh, my God. I feel like it's not giving bias. It's giving accurate. No. Is it, is it, is I it feel inaccurate? like it's accurate. I mean, they're in one of the cores of the, the strongest lines. That's when literally the core of the them is Jared. Like Jared is able to feed them information. So whatever core that Jared and Sari have right yeah. now is going to be at the top. Yeah. So if you can't see, we have Sari and Jared at the top. They're tied with 7.25. Makes sense. They kind of had an advantage. No, just a little bit. Um, so I mean, hey, makes sense. After that, we have McCole, 6.5. Felicia, 6.25. Corey and Red, both with a 6. Easy with a 5.5. High with a 5. This is just the alliance. It makes sense. This is literally the main, the, the big alliance. Like the main people in that in that side, and then the people who aren't in that side are at the bottom. Um, so I think this does make sense. America, Blue and Jag, Bowie Cameron, Matt Riley, Luke Kirsten. This makes sense. Yeah, I like. It. I think it makes sense too. I think it's definitely going to shift. I think for like entertainment purposes. Well, that's the thing. I feel like even if Serena <laughs> Shy stays in power, Izzy's on that side. Do y'all think that it's going to be a boring season? It, 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 I it's I it's definitely not going to get boring. boring. It's not going to get boring. It's just, it depends what you want. Some people just want a split season. I think I kind of got excited for it. So now I do want it. And if um, Serena and Sai win two in a row, it's no longer split. It's just going to be a, a big conglomerate that's going to get messed around and shifted around, which is still fun. But I kind of wanted a split. I Me got too. excited for it. Um, but now it's like, mm, for a split to happen... Riley and them side gotta win again. And like, yeah. I don't know if I want that right now. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Take down, if they take out Izzy, fine. But I don't trust them. Yeah. They might take out Luke, which is even funnier. Because if they take out that Luke, it's would like, be hilarious. But I think, I, well, not even I think I want Jag and them side to win, but it's just not likely. It's 11 people playing in HOH and then four of y'all. I don't think Corey is gonna try to win. I also don't think Cameron is gonna try to win because they know their position. Um, if Luke was smart, he wouldn't try to win. Yeah. So it's probably not even going to be them playing. It's probably going to be the four of them playing, and then like five or five, seven of the uh, Series Alliance playing the actual core of the alliance. Because I, I think, I, I think everyone in that ten is playing, though. I think everyone in that. It wouldn't be smart. I don't think it would be smart for Corey. To it's be... definitely not smart, but I think they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was I was banking on the fact that Corey was smart, Cameron was smart, Luke was smart. Maybe not Luke, because Luke, he probably needs No, Luke it. definitely wants it. Luke I think Corey it. and Cameron should throw it. I'm not sure if they will, though. I think, um, I th I agree with you. I think, I wouldn't even say Cameron. I do think Corey Cameron and um, I think he's should throw it, but I don't think they are. And and this is what I was saying, too. Like, um, a lot of times when this core groups, this core majority alliance get formed early on, usually the winner usually comes from that majority alliance, but also the other side of the house never can get it together. And we're always left saying, why did they get it together? Why didn't they get it together? In this situation, they got it together. And Sari sure. and Izzy and, um, I mean, all of them have just created this, this era of 
We're loyal to each other. This is our group. We're ride or die. So now they're all going into HOH, not throwing it. They're playing. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. I mean, Blue, I mean, is she going to be going hard? Because she's expected to put up two people that she promised she wouldn't off of being queer, you know? Yeah. Jag, I mean, it, I mean, I think Jag's going to fight for it. But it's like, so you really got Jag and Matt. You really got Jag and Matt. Two soldiers. Yeah. Because I don't think America's going to try that hard. And I don't, I don't, Blue might, depending on what they're telling her. But she, that thing, Blue knows she in, in some hot water a little bit. So I think Blue will try. But um, that's three versus 11, potentially. But y'all are losing. <laughs> like, and, they could, and that's the thing. The thing about Big Brother, why Big Brother is good is that they still could win. Only one person wins HOH. It could just be Jack, you know? And then it's like, whoop. Well, like I said, if one of the previous eight win, I think it's back to an eight or a fake eight because Jared's not in that for real. Yeah, a, a seven, fake eight or seven, regardless, they're putting they're going to include Jared in it for whatever conversations you have. Yeah, he's taking that back, and they're probably nominating Luke anyway because they're dumb, and Luke yeah. is just going to go home, which yeah. is great for me. Yeah. Or if it's the random side win again, like you're right, it's just going to be this big conglomerate and it's going to be over for the girls. I think if they because the thing they've hijacked Riley's week. The power and the solidification that she should have been doing for the rest of this week is no longer happening because it's been mm -hmm. all stripped away. So yeah. if they're able to get power and then re-solidify and take out Jag or Mad or Blue, it's done. I think mm -hmm. it's done. It's shattered. The, it, like, if, if, it would have to be a new alliance born out of the ashes type shit. You know how usually first HOH is it's just such a like a, a, a power to them that it feels like the um, minority doesn't want to do it? Do you think her not having it night one affected that at all? Or do you think that didn't have any effect at all? The HOH? Yeah, she didn't have the HOH until night two. She mm -hmm. They didn't play it night one. I think, yeah, I think they could win into it because she's also not nominating two people. She's just taking two people down. Yeah. Made her There's feel no like real power. Now Rodney didn't do anything. Really. Rodney didn't nominate nobody. She didn't have HOH night one when we all started being cool. You know, I think that's kind of what it, what it, what, I think that could have. They also just suck, but I think that could have also been the slight. Because I mean, because also the house split that that first night. It, it was basically yeah, splitting night. that first night. Yeah. And like, if Riley was HOH night one, I mean, maybe. with the other the other side would have had to be talking to Riley yeah. instead of each other. They couldn't be Izzy, Sari, and Felicia all around each other because they would have all been begging Riley for safety. They would have all been begging that side for to bring them in. Mm -hmm. So. Honestly, it, it that definitely probably was an effect because they didn't have to focus on Riley. They could focus on their own personal relationship that first night. Um, oh, no. It probably still it. gets crazy because, okay, let's say Curtis gets nominated by Riley. Mm -hmm. Who is Riley going to put up? Who Like Luke? I don't think she would put up Luke this early. So it's no. like it still would have been probably bad for her in the long run <laughs> because regardless, Serena and them were probably going to do this, get their side, get their numbers, and go against whatever Riley was going to form. So. Mm -hmm. Sucks for her, but we're here, child. What do you think is gonna happen? Like, who do you think is gonna win? Like, like, what are your predictions for next week at least? Not the season, because baby, I don't know what the fuck I can't even predict next week. It depends I on who wins tomorrow. It depends who wins HOH. I I want Jag or Matt or Blue to win HOH because I want split a little bit more than I want us to rewatch. My issue is is that I feel like if Sari's side starts winning, Sari or Jared are just winning the season, which is wonderful. Love that. But it's also a little bit predictable. Like, I can predict right now, week one, that Sari or Jared could win. And I think that prediction is just going to get stronger 
if Cerise side start winning HOH. And I kind of don't want a predictable season in any in any sense of the regard. I can predict Cerise making final three unless it's split. If Jagger them win, then it's like a little bit less predictable. I'm a little bit like, ooh, Cerise got to put in some work. How is yeah. she going to get in? But if Cerise side starts winning, Cerise winning this fucking game. Or Jared. I think, honestly. I think, I mean, personally, and that's the thing. I, I honestly, it would just suck to see all the work that Sari go into and then Jared end up winning. Like, and now if Jared starts to show himself, I feel like being a better player than his mom, and then he gets to the end and, and cuts her, or she gets cut and he wins, that's something. But it's like, I don't mind watching Sari just walk to the end. <laughs> I, just, I, don't I don't mind at all. I don't. If it's not her, it's going to be Felicia. It's going to be McCall, which is also good. I'm, I mean, I'm not mad. Period. I love the options for the winners. I would love the winner. It just wouldn't be as fun for me. It just wouldn't be as fun if Sari didn't have to work as hard. I want her to work. Get it, get it, bitch. You know, and she already is working, but if they win the next HOH, her work is done. All she got to do is sit there. Honestly. I wouldn't even say that, though. I wouldn't even say that, though. It's like... You don't think so? I mean, literally, if they put up Luke, well, by Luke. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There is no work here is done, though. Luke would just go, and then that's it. Three's work is done. It's like three's good. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like Cerise is set for the end. Cerise, if Cerise side wins the next seven, she doesn't have to do anything for the rest of the game, which is that, great. That's that. bold to three. say, though. That's still bold to say because, like, anybody can still, I, you know, it's week one. It's still just week one, so we it's have to see. We one. do have to see. We do have to see. But yeah, those are my feelings. Those are my thoughts. Boom. Any more thoughts? This was a long one because week one. No. It was giving week four. And three and two and one all in one. That was a lot. I'm kind of tired. Yeah, girl. Um, thank y'all for being here. We're also going to be here Thursday right after the live eviction. We're going live, so be tuned for that. We'll be here, here every Tuesday, every Thursday, BBTs with TRK. Make sure you follow us at T Reality the Kingdom. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends and make sure you like. Thank you. We are going to bed. Fuck off. <laughs>